everyone. Welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. Everybody, uh, I'm just going to, I guess, like preemptively tell you to put your volume down because I have been so angry about this particular episode since last night well even this morning i was saying before that like i woke up this morning and realized something else and got mad all over again so uh buckle up (laughs) bucky up no gross um anyway strap on your boots uh is it like that (laughs) i could just keep going this is perfect small little banter before the episode yeah here we go we finally got our banter that we were asking for there we go uh, yes, really quick, uh, yes. rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. Five stars. Leave leave kind reviews. Please. All that fun stuff. If you want to watch along with us so you know what the fuck we're talking about, uh, you can watch it on Hulu or our personal recommendation, Tubi TV, where TV there is cursing, limited commercials, and it's free. You don't need a subscription. Yes. We are accidentally becoming sponsors for them. It's fine. And it's Speaking of ads... Though, uh-huh. I have to say, two quick ad stories. I'll start with mine because it was not as funny as yours. So I just was laughing because I go to Hulu, as I've mentioned, for the subtitles, although we'll be, we'll be talking about Hulu subtitles later on. But I put on the Hulu for the subtitles, and they've got a bajillion ads and the same ads fucking over and over again. And the sponsor for this week's episode was Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they knew it was so perfect so we say next time kfc is going to get thrown in there isn't I, that I mean, crazy oh, there we go i gotta get it. i'm sorry i think you actually it's got probably the easiest name and somehow you, uh, you got almost that. all of them and it was beautiful ah uh, well the fact that i almost got all of them is pretty beautiful that was i know that was what i'm beautiful was now, the last one i think right it's the only one i missed I think. yeah Are so we? anyway oh shit well i guess i i don't know i gotta take a nibble at a no no okay that was terrible so just quickly mike's mike's story just for some some lighthearted anecdote before i start yelling about the fucking patriot and a wrestling reference very early okay is that so mike and i were watching it in separate rooms taking our own notes and the way we had it set up computer wise for the chromecast was fucking ridiculous it was just weird so mike had it chromecasting into our bedroom from the computer from his computer in the living room so he was like asking he called out to me sitting in the living room is there an ad playing because it wasn't coming up right the screen was paused yes so i was like oh yeah there's an ad oh and by the way it's john cena and what was your response for once he was very funny i actually laughed what was your response oh well i can't see him yeah something like that it was similar get it because you can't in the moment see john cena it makes more sense if you know john cena things anyway more importantly it's tough to get a laugh out of her so it's it's very tough i'm not for everybody just specifically for him Um, you gotta live with it It more importantly (laughs) let's introduce our guest yes longtime friend of mine smart funny lady so excited to have her daryl is joining us hello hi hello What's up? How's your night? Are you ex- are you excited? Uh, I am super excited for this. I'm also preparing for a trip that I leave on tomorrow. So I'm. Oh my god, that's right. Well, you just came back from a trip. Tell everybody who you went to go see when you were in the UK. So uh, my best friend and I went to Edinburgh, Scotland, to see the Spice Girls in concert, and it was amazing. Wow! Was my- <laughs> I'm so outrageously awesome. jealous. I know it, it looked amazing. it looked so nice. Thank you. 
so much. It was the second time I've seen them and I just lost my mind all over. Uh, I've seen them zero times. So now I'm even more jealous. <laughs> <laughs> they just had an article come out about the lyrics to Wannabe. And there's supposedly some like, not naughty things, but like there's like inside jokes and stuff with them that are kind of effed up. Like Zigazig Ah is actually, a th- it's supposed to be shits and cigars because there's some like guy, I don't know if he's a producer or something, that was like this, like I guess scumbag that they knew or something. And they used to call him shits and cigars because that's all he ever did and when he was around. Oh my so God. So they tried throwing it into the song and they're that's like, well, hilarious. I'm not going to say shits and cigars. That's I'm going to say Zigazig Ah because Mel B pretty much wrote the song. Uh, and then the whole like uh if you want to give them uh, to get with me you've got to listen carefully you got and like in the face and all that stuff yeah i have to go back and read obviously i don't remember all this stuff but like within that it's all little like i guess dirty inside Inside jokes jokes. and stuff yeah wow yeah google if you got if you google it you'll find it it was it's funny you saw this twice it was just made reminded me of that and i couldn't believe it that's i love i love nostalgia on brand perfect uh one song was definitely a condom ad put it on put it on yeah Yeah. to become one yeah no (laughs) that they really didn't leverage that the way they should have hopefully they do you never thought about that no yeah they could have been totally sponsored yeah, no, it's yeah, no, they should have. They should crap. use it for a commercial. Get those, get those residual coins. We're trying to think the other lyrics in the song where it might tie in. Mm. We could probably think of that. I, I, I don't know. Now you're being tough put on the spot. to open up sometimes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. <laughs> So, Daryl, tell us about uh, your background with the show. Were you watching it at the time? Were you, you know? So, for some reason, I remember so much more of it than I should. Because I don't think I watched it when it was on. But maybe I watched reruns right after. Mm -hmm. Um, So, as I was watching it, you know, kind of preparing for today. um, I just (laughs) remembered so many funny moments. Of course, New York, she just doesn't get old from season one. No. No, and I know how much you love her, Sonia. <laughs> I know. I'm so, she's the best. I I'm so obsessed. She's classic. So yeah. So I, I for some reason remember so much more than I thought I would. Well, Twitter helps. <laughs> oh my God. Do I mean like it's like social media helps? Like you know, in terms of reminding you of all of these moments. But there's still a lot that I forgot, including yeah. a lot of this week. So as I mentioned, I'm going to probably be doing a lot of yelling. Why? Mm-hmm. You might ask. I've been saying a lot this season so far that every week seems to have a problematic theme. True. First, it was like biphobia and homophobia. Then it was like, obviously, there was like season one is full of transphobia. There's slut shaming and racism and all of that fun stuff. So like, what's missing, right? Like, it seems like one of those things like, oh, we've got all our bases covered. Oh, let's make a super fucking fat phobic episode. Ah, okay. And like the more I think about it, like the more, like I said, is I've that just the been... correct term? Fat phobic. Fat phobic. Fat yep. phobic. Yep. Yep. It's yeah. I know. Like I'm real. I'm real excited to get into it. Also, I'm kind of I'm ready to laugh because I feel like this is going to be the whitest Mike has sounded in one of these episodes today. <laughs> Why? Do you know who a lot of these people are? Yeah, actually, as the int- the only one I gotta. Rem- well, let's not spoil who comes yeah. out. Let's well, let's I asked you it. about one person, but no, everyone else that came out. I mean, I used to have like ringtones because of these people. Oh God, this is I know we're already dating ourselves. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> so I guess let's go. Well, how, well, how did it feel to watch back? Were you enjoying watching it back? Also, yeah, I really did. I think that um, 
I, I think that because I'm older now, I can definitely pick up on more of the funny. Um, yes. kind of, but yeah, I was, I was enjoying it. I was definitely cracking up. It's funnier than I remember. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, I don't know. And don't... watching it on Tubi, I feel like obviously with the cursing and stuff, they might include a couple other things maybe when we were growing up and watching that we didn't see. I'm actually wondering about that too. Because there's things that happen. And I mean, it's been years. So of course, we're not going to necessarily remember every detail. But there's things that happen. I'm like, oh, yeah. Also, I'm disappointed that Uncensored doesn't mean that we can't at least see nipple. I don't expect oh, them to yeah. show us that that picture of well, what's cursing her name. and nudity, I guess, is different. Yeah, because it's America and we're free the nipple prudes. hashtag. I would honestly rather see her nipple than Flavor Flav's face spinning around on it, covering it up. I mean, right, right. that which, part. Which one is more offensive, America? <laughs> the thought of Flavor Flav being intimate with any of these women is more oh. offensive than anybody's nipples. You know what? Just... In response to your last question, that's one thing that I remember that I don't recall feeling this disgusted well i mean it doesn't help also that like now i feel like because we were younger and like when you're younger like anybody over like 20 is like a nebulous concept and now that we're all older and closer to the ages of a lot of these women and in our case like closer a little bit like somewhere in between like the youngest of the women and flavor flav oh god (laughs) like you know we are it it gives me a new perspective and then plus like in what as we always say watching with 2019 eyes and like a me too movement era which is oh we've got plenty of that to talk about this week too just it's we could so probably have a, disturbing. I, it was so fucked up. We could have a Me Too moment of the week probably every single time. Every too. fucking week. We get an iconic line Me Too moment. Because you know what it is? It's He's really... It's You can tell that he has decided, oh shit. I think because... You know what it is? Like As much as I love New York, this is kind of her fault. Like, Well, not just her. It's her and Pumpkin and... Uh, and Hoops, I get. Like, whoever hoops. was like... Hoops. Whoever was like fooling around with him that he's like oh these girls will do anything to stay let me see how far i can go yeah and how many of them have this in their head where it's like i don't give a shit about flavor Flav. i'm just trying to stay in the house and build a name for myself like what they're willing to agree to like yes technically they are i've discussed this before technically they are all consenting but like there's a power dynamic issue here that makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm a little torn on it because I, I think I, I tend to be more on the side that they, that they're consenting to this. Um, Cause I mean, essentially they're all trying to date and get in this man's bed. You know? Well, I mean, they're all trying to build career. Like, I mean, like we say, we're not really sure how much of this is like them saying in hindsight that they don't want to be associated with flavor Flav or how much but i feel like now kind of with bucky in particular because bucky is like the one in an interview relatively recently who was like oh i was not there for flavor flavor at all like i don't give a fuck about him and at first i was kind of like you're just saying that now whatever but like i now watching her interviews and like her talking heads back i'm like oh no you were here just for shits and gigs like you don't talk about him at all i don't feel like any do you honestly feel like if we walked up to any of this woman, any of these women, and asked them, "Hey, did you see a future for yourself in Flavor Flav?" Like, I just don't. I think that some of them, I think that all of them would say no. But if all of them would have said no in 2006, is a different question. Yeah. 
True. I, okay. I think that like in hindsight, it's a lot easier to be like, because we've all had those people we dated in the past that were like, it was a great idea at the time. And then you look back and you're like, wow, that's fucking embarrassing. I don't even want to consider you a person I dated. But didn't they get paid to be on this show too? You know, I don't know. That's the big question. We are not no sure. Idea. Yeah, we have no idea. Uh, I I wish that I knew. And I mean, because we talk a lot about how th- we're not sure about, because this is like a pre-social media era. I mean, this is like the beginning of MySpace, right? At the be- at the very least. Like the, the earliest of social media celebrities, right? So I don't know how that ultimately factors into what their goal, like what were ultimately their goals at the time besides crazy with her fucking singing. And delicious is singing, as we find out later. I forgot about that until I watched it recently. This episode is just a lot, and it makes me feel a lot of things. Mike, do you want to get it started? Well, I'm sorry. I was just Googling to see if there's anything about the money. Can we do that at another time that's not while we're trying to get the episode going? (laughs) Just a suggestion. Oh, yeah. They only bring up Big Brother and some others. Yeah, well, Big Brother is a different animal because you've got mainstream... I think you've got said, mainstream cable um, money and real celebrities with celebrity big brother that's true well that's well definitely once it comes down to like shows like the surreal life and celebrity big brother and all that stuff charm school is there but the others are not. charm school is different because they were kind of celebrities in exactly. their own right at that point so charm like, school was a hundred dollars a day what yeah they got paid a hundred dollars a day Yep. We're going to have to at another time like convert that into $2019 because $102 a day. Well, that's true. I you know what though the buy, the per diem payment yeah. would make a lot more sense about why they were concerned about staying. No, that's true too. They don't know what they You do know, for because a the longer you stay, the money. more you get paid. Yeah. Like oh, that was as simple as that. Look at this. Just what a so they're kind of tragic like times indirectly yes (laughs) sure and they're all going around slut shaming and whore shaming and all that stuff i mean it's it's a lot anyway perfect timing for us to segue into the actual episode yes so we are now on episode five of season two famous friends and strangeness uh this episode starts off with the girls waking up which surprisingly we found out they've only been there a week and a half yeah that was really interesting i did laugh though because like like they're all sleeping you know for some reason that's how we have to start every episode is watching everybody it's, sleep it's either that or for, the recap of like the night before like continuing real quick yeah and then they're all sleeping except for like that who's sitting up in bed with her hoodie pulled up and like the drawstrings pulled all the way up so her face is sticking out like it's like a little snowsuit she looked like kenny from south park yeah like just she's the only one sitting up and they're going this is about this is just sets the tone for how she gets treated the rest of the episode basically this edit right here just sets the tone accurate and also we do get an answer we do actually get it addressed a couple times about how long they've been there we find out as mike mentioned boot says that they've She's sick of everybody because they've been there for a week and a half. Yes. Although one of the guys from, I think it was three six three six. Well, spoiler alert: three six mafia shows up. They've watched, but uh, three six mafia is like you've been here for eight days, and it's like, oh, okay, that's good to know. Jot it down. Oh yeah, because that's when he. Oh yeah, let's not. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. So uh, apparently, like that has something on her spirit again. 
and she talks i've like been thinking about it ever since alvin from season two episode one said it that like she talks like the way alicia keys did on the phone call and you don't know my name like she um, talks like a neo soul artist what does that mean i don't know if i know that just like spread there you go my white is just, showing yeah there we go see i told you it was coming it's so this is the quote i had written down it says I gotta ask you a mad question because it's been stressing my head for a minute. Your shit is just like this here. You could have just said, like, it's been bothering me. Are you is this really your personality? But she like makes it this like elaborate, like it's how she speaks. poetic. It's just you know, she wants to push the South Jersey thing because then later she's all like, South Jersey represent. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, no, she's like very right. Just well, it's well, she speaks like that with flavor later. She does no, this is a hundred no, like the thing is like this is who she is. Don't get me wrong. It's just yeah. like a very distinct style of speaking that's just like you're doing a lot. You're just you do artist though. Like, don't do that to the grades. That's not. <laughs> oh God. It's like, well, it's like she's trying to be that. Like, she's like she's on too much of a conscious tip where it's like, just get to the point. Like, expedite what you're trying to say. That was like how Buckwild responds by saying, well, "Yeah, this is me." Well, right, exactly. <laughs> so she's asking Buckwild, like, is this whole accent thing you're doing, the whole Malibu's most wanted shit, like, is that? really who you are and buck wild is like first of all being very nice about it she's like listen i appreciate that you well i'm doing i'm doing my uh my 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 translation of what she was saying is basically like oh i really appreciate that you came and like asked me one-on-one about it and i swear to god like so i had to i had to go back and listen to this like five different times because i didn't understand what she was saying and the hulu captions were not helping at all that it was like that's like that asser that's like your raisin and your whole nine and shit yeah i didn't get that at all i think what she means like is this is that how you were raised like raisin like is that the way you were raised and is this like the whole deal i never would have picked up on that the whole raisin thing i was just listening to it and i just said is that one of her weird sayings i mean it could be it's still it still technically is like it just took me several times listening to it and understanding the the context and like i mean that's my speculation i don't even know if that's what she meant but like raisin after a while i was like the way you were raised okay so buckwild is being very understanding about her questions and she doesn't you know feel disrespected by it she doesn't freak out or go crazy yeah no she's actually this is like like, what makes me think that probably deals with it a lot i mean we can talk about i feel like she doesn't deal with it enough but we can we can we can talk about this a little bit more later on still doing it that's i i bet no i'm positive she is i i mean i follow her on instagram i found that today i forgot if I don't think she ever really puts videos up, but I would I would be shocked if she didn't still do this. Like that is like this line confused me too because like that is like I don't co- where I don't come from where white girls be all stone cold black and it's like I don't believe that. Like especially because I know where she's from and granted Jersey City is like a little bit different and yeah, it's changed a lot, but like everybody knows everybody grew up with a white person who wanted to sound black. like you know yeah i just realized recently that that is not true for every black person is it no my best is, like there are like white people that grow up in the like in the hood too not that all black people live yeah, in the hood yeah, that's yeah, not that's what i'm true. saying 
she was like born and raised in West Philly. And we were just kind of talking about like, because I'm, I'm a military kid. So I grew up around everyone. Like I've run into mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. at some point. But I, when I was talking to her about it, it doesn't sound like there were very many white children at all. And if they did, like if, if they were around, they knew better <laughs> or they just didn't. <laughs> like, but that's I, what I'm I, saying. Like they didn't have like, you know, the M&Ms and the roller from Claws. Like no. that wasn't a- <laughs> God. No, she didn't. Okay. I remember running into a few of my own, but she didn't. Right. I mean, well, right. Or in our, in my case, I grew up in a, I grew up in a predominantly white high school that this was like, while this was all going on. So it was, it was cool to be black. My dad always said, like, I wish that when I grew up, it was cool to be black like this, but um, I don't, I think that he meant it with like an eye roll. <laughs> That's yeah. Buckwild is glad that like that asked her straight out, although I'm not really convinced that's what she did. Like that still isn't convinced walking away from this conversation that she's being that uh, that Buckwild is being genuine. She says she's putting on an act as Miss Whitey Blackie. <laughs> she not. says, I just I was like, sure, why not? Well, next we get to right off the bat too. This was like a two minute scene, real quick. This but, was uh, fucked up. We get right to a foot. Wait, what? The flavor grant? Uh, no. This is important. See, this is how what you miss the fat phobia thing. There's a whole breakfast scene before oh, that God. is foreshadowing of what the result ultimately is. But this is why you take that? the worst. No, the, no. I should just be the only one taking what? notes. No, this it doesn't it, make sense. It's important. It's relevant to the rest. They're of sitting the there episode. eating, and then he comes yeah, in. Except like. Okay, so <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Sonia. This thank scene, you. The bagel bite? No, no. She's so she. Okay, I guess my problem with this is she is being so disgusting. Yes, <laughs> I had a. I knew I had a feeling that you. I don't know why I felt like I knew. I was like, she's gonna find. She is gonna find this really gross. It's so. Oh my god. It, so my stomach. That was actually the first moment my stomach turned. So. First of all, you're drinking out of the gallon of milk. That, that part really bothered me. So she's drink. So basically, they're all sitting around eating breakfast, and all the ladies are sitting around eating breakfast. And like that is eating kind of sloppily. Now, at first, I wasn't Apparently really very sloppy. I, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't really like what she was doing the bake. She was like kind of like dangling the bacon into her own mouth. And I'm like, all right, that's like everything else you do, just unnecessarily elaborate. But she's <laughs> got a gallon of orange juice yeah. and is just like chugging from it and then burps and doesn't say, excuse me. And we all know that's Mike knows that's my pet peeve. That's, that's, <laughs> Among that's, my that's pet the peeves. most disturbing thing. It's not like, oh man, look at how she's drinking. No, her the eating. chugging the you orange get juice so in general. freaking bothered by the fact she doesn't say excuse. No, me. Uh, chugging the orange juice in general was like Ugh. weird to me. Like, put it in a glass, it have some respect. Heartburn. Have some respect for yourself in the situation. But like, you know, to then just unabashedly burp and then not say yeah. anything about it is like bothersome to me. I just realized that it was orange juice when you said it because I really thought she was drinking from a gallon of milk. Which made well, that would be even worse. more disgust. That would be way more disgusting. Yes. Yeah. To just chug milk like that without, you know, a hot, like a spicy meal involved. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's like a gallon of orange juice. And Bucky, now as a woman from the New York area, I was offended, but also I felt like I resembled that remark a little bit. So Bucky is saying that she says like that is a different kind of woman because she's from new york 
in the New York area. And a lot of the women Bucky has met from New York are nasty. Like, gross. I think that we're just more relaxed. Like, we're just more chill. And sometimes some of us are more chill than others. First of all, has she even been to New York? Like, that's number one. I She probably got, she seems like somebody who flew out a time or two, but she's not even that old. She's like 22, so. So it's like, she makes this really broad stroke um, generalization of every woman, of all these women she's met from New York. And it's like, first of all, that could be a borough thing. That could just be her nasty ass family. That's like. Yeah, no, it definitely, I mean, granted, I'm biased because I'm from this area, but like. I I was raised with good table. Like most of the people I know were raised with good table manners. We're not as women like burping at the table and shit like that. Like I don't know why that's the thing I'm hung up on the most, but it's probably it's my burps. misophonia. It's my misophonia that I can't handle like Burp, mouth sounds. What? You're burp phobic. Yeah, that's you caught me. I'm just so <laughs> offensive. <laughs> like a fucking oppressed group burpers. So oppressed for burping. <laughs> So there's either way, it was also just like, especially once at first I was just kind of like, oh, that's like shitty that they're like making fun of her eating, but she is being kind of gross. So it's just I at first I thought it was just to demonstrate the tensions in the house are building. Ultimately, the way the episode pans out made me look at it and go, oh, no, they're just trying to say she's a disgusting fat person. Yes, it went it went beyond just being a critique on the eating and it was just Oh, okay. At some point, it it was. Oh, okay. You're just well. Just- it gets it gets meaner and more disgusting about her later on. So we'll get there. But it's Flavor Graham time. Yes, Big Rick comes in. Uh, we find out that Flav has invited a bunch of his oldest friends over to the house, and they're going to have a party. And the girls must keep their eye out for a party supply truck. Which then brings us a quick little flashback to the old people home with New York and uh, yeah, because all the because like they're all teeth. like they all obviously because they had all watched season one are all expecting the yeah. absolute old worst. friends yeah because well he said like the the flavorgram says like some of our my oldest and friends which is what it said last time when they yes. sent them to a retirement home <laughs> so I get why they're nervous. But at the same time, like, it's funny that he, like, puts them to work to, like, decorate for the party and shit. So. It didn't obviously take too long. I mean, I don't know how long it took. I honestly don't care. It just, they were just being ridiculous about it. So the pool, the pool supplies all show up. Yes, it's the a pool, pool party. party it's like some moments of them playing around. Buck Wild puts tequila in a water gun and sprays it into Crazy's mouth, which I was, like, gross. But also, that looks like fun. Why gross? I don't know, just like random. Like, I just don't want to get sprayed in the face by anything ever, ever. <laughs> I don't know. As they're kind of, as a bunch of them are setting up, Bucky walks upstairs to find Delicious in the bathroom, complaining about her hair getting oily. Oh, I thought she just said it was wet. No, she said oily. Oh. But, and it's so funny because you're watching as somebody who likes to get out of doing work. I could clock what Bucky was doing from a mile away. Bucky was trying to look so invested in Delicious's hair problems and earring decisions that just so she's like, oh, time got away from me. I can't believe I got so distracted with this other task. Mm. That's as somebody who's fucking lazy and doesn't like doing any work. uh, I mean, not that I feel like I'm having one of those. You admit it, though. 
Oh no, I mean, well, well no, I don't admit it at the time. I was gonna say no. I am the queen of. I learned from Paris Hilton very young. Do something wrong, so nobody ever asks you to do it again. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? You say that all the time. Oh well, I'm not good at that. It's like, yo, I'm asking you to put a fork in the drawer. That I learned from my mom. She, that's how she got us to do chores. She'd be like, oh, but you're so good at it. Mm-hmm. And then it would like gas us up and make us feel good. And then we'd do it. And yeah. it would be like, ha I got you. You did it. Except now we're grown. Yeah, but doing and stuff still learn. sucks. Anyway, so Boots like that and Buckwild and Beautiful are all outside busting their asses. It is clearly hot. As we've mentioned, it's LA. You know, like that says... <laughs> No, I just want to, I already know you're not going to know. But Mike, do you know what sadiddy means? Sadiddy? Sweaty titty? No, sadiddy does not mean sweaty titty. It means pretty much the opposite. (laughs) Not a a non-sweaty butt? What's the opposite? Technically, yes. (laughs) Sadiddy is an old-fashioned black term that basically just means, like, bougie. Like, you think you're better than everybody. Oh. Oh, okay. I immediately started thinking about black sororities. Yes, <laughs> just right, just right. It it means uh, for so all our, for all our white listeners, it's like and then do well, I like try that? To, is it S-A-D-I-D-D-Y? like that? Says S A D I D D Y. Yes, I could use it in a sentence yes. because I'll use the sentence that like that used, which is they're all too sadiddy to help with shit. Hmm. Country of origin. <laughs> <laughs> Etymology, please. The, the rewind the love spelling bee. Right. Exactly. <laughs> flavor of love spelling bee that would be an interesting challenge back inside uh especially with their delicious names. is picking out earrings i just want to shout out 2000 fashion corner real quick it's coming back because there are fewer guests i mean fewer um like contestants delicious's uh cubic zirconia drop earrings that were like the height of fashion during this time it was just like a line of them dripping down i would say diamonds but they're not you know why would you bring your diamonds Isn't to that flavor what the of love? Fake diamonds are sort of. So it's like they're like it's just like a line of them that would hang from your ears, and the scarf headband that I had a million of and still probably have under the sink in our apartment. I'm just shouting out my my childhood. <laughs> I feel like everyone looks really really rough. Like it, I feel like this is extra 2000s y. Like I don't know this season more so than last season. The hair in particular is so bad because we've we've gotten so much better at like the hair industry has gotten so much better at, at putting people together. And so I'm looking at people's like delicious in this scene and just why you've been blow drying it for an hour and it looks like that. What is going on? That's OK. So that's what I was thinking, too, is that because like, you know, that's part of the plus of everybody kind of embracing more natural styles now is mm-hmm. that like our hair as a collective doesn't all look totally fucking fried all the time. Except for like, Owens, just saying. Yeah, well, I mean, she <laughs> deserves it. So she's the last I mean, right. That's that's what happens when all of the black people in your life cancel you. You can't find a person. That's why, like, a lot of those homophobes can't ever find anybody to do their hair and makeup because you're a hateful piece of garbage. Accurate. Now, did you mention, uh, Sonia, that Flav gave them the heads up that these are not old Well, people? so I was – hold on. I'm trying it to see. Well, no, because I was still trying to talk about how there's beef in the house. There's still beef. No, you were saying occurring. they were setting all this up and delicious. No, because that's that. after. No, he comes down before. I no, it's after. Oh, Trust shit. me, I've got. I've. I take good notes. Okay. <laughs> I take good notes. I've got it in an order. Note phobic. 
you're note phobic. No, I guess yeah. You are, you are the one that is note phobic if you refuse to take them. Apparently, self reflection moment. Outside, it's like kind of swapping back and forth between outside. Again, Bucky is still sitting inside, trying to look as interested as humanly possible in Delicious's bullshit, just so she can, you know, get out of doing work. Back outside, Buck Wild either pulls out a champagne cork with her teeth or is stopping the foam from spraying everywhere with her mouth. Either way, disgusting. Like that makes a point to say, thank you for helping because she's everybody's mom. Like, I, all I could think of in that moment is like, I'm the only one who does anything around this. God, you'll be, you'll be sad when I'm gone. <laughs> you know, all that shit. Uh, like that is trying, says she's trying to have the best time she can. So she wants her man to know he, she's making a conscious effort. Like she's, She's very pick me this whole episode. I guess it's more really. You almost feel like the tension as Boots kind of started the episode, no matter what's going. Do you on. know? Did you say, hear what I said about being a pick me? A pick me? You don't know oh, what a pick me oh, means? I said picky. My bad. Goody. No. What is a pick me? <laughs> it's it's basically women who will basically they'll shoot down other women to make themselves appear more appealing to men. Oh, like okay. Just, yeah. I'm That's learning a, a lot that, today. Yeah. No, this is what I... And you were like, no, I'm not going to sound that white. <laughs> you said I'm learning a lot. That doesn't necessarily you said, you mean I'm all, sounding so You spend so all white. day on Twitter and you don't know what a pick me is? As the other ladies are heading back inside, Bucky and Delicious are standing at the top of the stairs. And Buck Wild is like, you know, why you mean mugging? And Bucky said, oh, it's because people are talking shit. And Buck Wild's like, yeah, because you didn't do any fucking work. And Delicious is like... Like, who's bad? I cleaned up that entire backyard by myself. And Bucky in her talking head is like, they're complaining because they were because they because they said we weren't outside helping and has the nerve to call them spoiled. What kind of fucking gaslighting bullshit is that when you're not doing any of the work because you think you're better than everybody else? And then saying that the people who complained about doing the work are spoiled. I feel like she just wants to complain about everything, honestly. Yeah, I think that she doesn't understand. Well, like her and Boots, like, don't understand what words mean are they the youngest i know boots is i think they are the uh, i think they're among the youngest boots is definitely the youngest i keep confusing boots and bucky like latoya and latavia i feel like i did that my entire childhood for both of those examples <laughs> for both for both of those no things it's too much too it's much just, right exactly bucky is still complaining that people complained but she is not making it clear on what she did to help. Because normally I feel like when you're complaining that people are complaining about you not doing enough, you usually back that up by explaining what you did to help. Yes. And we did not hear her explain what she did to help at all. I mean, and like that. And the backyard. Well, no, Delicious said she cleaned up the backyard. Yeah, uh, Bucky, Bucky doesn't tell us what she did at all. So she's like still talking about it out loud in the room and like that is like yeah i am fucking mad because you didn't do anything and it is a big deal because like bucky's like i don't see why it's a big deal and like that's like it is a big deal we were busting our asses whatever and bucky starting out our prop we have more problematic lines of the week than we do iconic lines of the week that's yeah. how this fucking week goes so bucky is like that's big fat ass talking about i'm mad womp 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 get over it fat ass i don't care she went for the like lowest hanging fruit again again just like lazy, from right it's just there it's are lazy legitimate things to dislike about this woman you chose fat you chose fatness to hate well it's pick meanness all around i was gonna say is it formerly like fat person i guess 
it's kind of that's anytime you get in an argument or you're talking shit with someone and you're getting the better of them literally the only thing they can do is then go for something yeah like i that. know but we're saying but that's like the point that oh exactly. that, that's trying how to you know you like, won though i mean i guess once but someone it goes just, to that it's, it's like all right like you got nothing better you suck so now that they're all done setting they up also know it hits. now that they're all setting up done setting up flav comes out they're all chilling by the pool like under the veranda thing Flav comes out in like money print pajamas. Well, it was like pajama bottoms, but then also like a pajama robe of the same mm-hmm. satiny kind of material. He says they all did a beautiful job and they're like, thank you. Oh my God. And like that is the loudest because she needs to let him know that she did the most work because like all I can think about now, and I've we've brought this up a couple times, is like in Coming to America, where it's like, bark like a dog. Like that's fucking like that this whole episode, and it's just it's terrible. It's embarrassing and it's sad. He reminds them that his that his friends are coming and that they need to be good hosts. <sighs> so he tells them that they're gonna love his friends, and he's clearly excited. And he lets them know, oh, they're not old friends like they were last yes. season. Not old friends and new friends. Yeah, they're they're. Guess who it is? It's it's the new folks he's like it's not old folks it's the new folks and he like thinks that that's like the funniest thing sure as he walks away like that is like oh who is it oh like i want to know and it's like you're doing a lot like you're just a lot i feel like she's a lot every time it comes to him too because she's yeah. so hard and it gets more and more apparent towards the end of the episode. It's just Yes, that was that whole scene made me really, really not the one we're talking about, but the scene at the end made me yeah. really, really sad. But we'll get to it. So the ladies are all speculating about who it's going to be, because like now that they've figured out that it's not going to be old friends like that, they're like, oh, shit, like what kind of nonsense are you going to be bringing in to challenge us? Considering how he's kind of put them through the ringer, it's a lot to date yeah you know that chicken challenge and the party cleaning challenge like that's a lot this leads into our iconic our only iconic line of the week don't worry everybody they'll ramp up more once new york comes back uh so the iconic line of the week this week is i thought snoop dogg was gonna walk in the door i think snoop dogg's gonna walk in my door every day though really so i'm always wrong (laughs) i thought that was such a cute like moment I don't know. She like I love that she doesn't really take this whole Does thing she too serious. In the house or in her life? I think in her life. Right. I think she was just like making a joke. Like she's like, hey, like if I'm out at like a restaurant or a bar, I just think Snoop Dogg's gonna walk in, wish it into existence. <laughs> that is no true. I appreciate it, but a little bit of foreshadowing. Now that I kind of spoiled it, so it isn't as foreshadowingy. But as Flaves walking away, he's singing, "It's hard out here for a pimp." Oh, I thought he just always says that kind of shit. Anyway. I mean, it. I'm sure he did, but the timing. Yeah, no, that's true. It's either a coincidence or it's foreshadowing. Yeah. Either way, I appreciate it. And obviously, he leaves the ladies to all speculate how bad it's going to be. So Flav greets all of his guests first inside the house. And they get some pretty. The, no, they got some names. They got some pretty good 2000s names. For, for the name or the time. For these the time. These were big. This was a big deal. So the first people that come through the door our G unit sans 50 cent obviously because he was way too famous for this shit yes i completely forgot how much of a crush i had on lloyd banks until i saw him again i totally forgot and then i saw him and i was like oh right 
Like, you look so good. I forgot you existed. I forgot that he was a thing. And then that I happens, saw him. Though. You watch like an old TV show or something. You're like, oh, shit. Like, I forgot about her. That's literally exactly what I did, except yeah. change the pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> I watched an old TV show and remembered that he was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so as Lloyd Banks and Young Buck show up, Yin Yang twins. Oh, did this lead us into our 2000s crushes when we were looking up shit? No, we were. Oh, no, because we were watching a uh kids react to video that's parents teenage yes. crushes or kids like parents kids try to that's guess their parents yes. crushes so no but i feel like it was appropriate given that conversation we had yes so g obviously like i said g unit like 500 times the yin yang twins show up that was pretty cool i guess for the 2000s Big names. <laughs> dj quick who I will admit to not knowing who that See, is. Okay, I I know the name, like I know I've heard it, but I could not tell you. He was a good looking guy, though. I feel like I stopped knowing who these people were after him because the next people I'm also confused by. <laughs> you know who the next people are. So Eddie, I also laughed because just because to round it out to be full 2000s, he's wearing an Allen Iverson jersey. DJ Quick. Oh yeah. I <laughs> Not a not a Philadelphia 76ers Iverson jersey, one that says Iverson on the front and the back. So go figure. I, I did not know that was a show. thing. The next people who come in are they three six mafia. 90s. They were known at the time. That was huge. And not only that, you know, you know who they you know who yeah, they are. I think it's like okay. So maybe the people after three six mafia. Well, yes, one, okay. We'll we'll get to them. We'll get to who else comes. Down. So well, one of them is still like huge right now. Well, right. Juicy J still makes a ton of music. Oh, yeah. uh, but this is, I Googled it because I was wondering about the heart out here for a pimp and whatever that they had based on the time that this happened. I think that they had just won the Oscar for that song several months before this, this episode was, filmed. Cause this was what? Like Oh six, Oh seven. Oh six. Yeah. Uh, they won it in 05 so it was yeah they before well it was for the 2005 academy awards which i think took place in 2000 i'm I'm doing this poorly either way that they had just come off of their oscar win so this was like a super big get in my mind some big songs yeah i love stay fly yeah no that was was my ringtone for so long that was yeah popping my collar slob on my knob okay enough uh (laughs) the next person is bishop don juan who I only know as exactly. being, I only knew him from like Snoop Dogg videos and shit. Wait, is he the guy in old school that comes out with him? I've seen old like school maybe once. Oh, it's so good. So I am I'm the worst cool. person to ask. I don't recall. Because I just him and had no clue who that was. Yeah, he, like, I don't know. He just was like one of those people. Like, you know how like Fonsworth Bentley Oh, he's came- the founder of the Players Ball. Okay. He's also a former pimp. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's an actual pimp. A right. Pimp, no. Preacher, hip hop personality actor, and fashion designer. Yeah, he was kind of, of like ball. he was just one of those people, like, you know how like Fonsworth Bentley oh, was old. like showing up everywhere all the time, which by the way, where'd he go? I hope he's all right. I Fon- like Fonsworth Bentley, funny. not not yeah. Don Juan. I don't give a fuck about Don Juan. Fucking rapey ass. But he raped people? No, well, I mean, he could have. I don't know that. But, like, the whole scene with Beautiful, the deleted scene at the end, really fucking creeped me out. But we'll get to that. So, anyway, so he's just fucking whatever there for some reason. So, Flav gives them all, now that they're all congregated with their entourages, Flav gives them a rundown, uh, basically to just mix with the ladies and just get a sense of who's really there for him. Yes. 
Flav says he's going to go up and change and observe whatever, and he'll be back down later. The ladies are all standing around outside, and Big Rick comes out to introduce them. I love he does. This too. He does the whole. Yeah, he really got into it. I know he like was really living. He's for that probably moment. excited too. It's the first time he's probably meeting them. I don't know. He's he's done. He was like a security guard in Las Vegas before. I'm sure he's dealt with his fair share of celebrities, like bigger celebrities than G Unit. So the ladies are all going nuts. Delicious. Make sure to lay Lloyd Banks with some extra friendliness and boots. Make sure to let us know, like she was a huge fan. Like I was trying to think too. Side note, like who if this happened in 2019, who would show up of like the equal level of fame where they're like kind of famous but not i would like... say migos but i feel like cardi would rather die than let him than let fucking offset come <laughs> Probably. she'd fucking roll in and like beat all their asses migos might be bigger than g unit was i think they're yeah i think I... well i think between three six mafia like in terms of groups at Actually, least name no, a bigger group right. like g unit was huge three six mafia like i said i just won a fucking oscar and and twins yeah, this were on fucking every big. fucking song yeah as we know, because when they come so out, Yang Yang Twins would be more like what producer is on everything right now? Nobody's like on a thing that's not on a thing. Like the thing is, that a lot of the biggest stars in hip hop right now are women, so that would be its own separate. Yeah, make the stallion show it up. Hey. That would be she's oh my god, that would be so sad just because she's like their age. That's true. That's gross to think about. For their sake. Well, I guess it would be the other way. It'd be like if I Love New York brought friends and there were a bunch of guys hanging out. That would out. be great. If she brought all like like Saweetie out, like that would be the coolest fucking yeah. thing. Anyway, so then DJ Quick comes out. They're obviously less hyped because he's not as famous. He really got that awkward, like Yay! it's like if you go to a sporting event and like let's say you're going to watch like doesn't really matter. Let's say you're going to watch the Warriors because they're just a team everyone knows. Like you're gonna be like, oh, here's uh Davian Jones at center. People are like, woo, okay. And starting at point guard. Ah, Steph Curry. Yeah, and they're going fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's what it was. Like, he is the Damian. Well, Damian Jones has got traded, but still, you get the reference. I mean, I don't get the reference, but it's fine. DJ Quick, the only person really okay. excited to see him is Buck Wild. Buck Wild seems to know him. She says he's the coolest fool there is on the planet, which was so fucking corny. I know, but like, what is that? What the fuck does that even. I don't know. So, you too. So I don't think I don't think she processes the words that come out of her mouth. She kind of just <laughs> seriously like mouth just says things. Yes, hundred percent. That's a million dollar song right there. <laughs> so Big Rick next tells them he wants them to pull out their salt shakers for the Yin Yang Twins. Somehow they managed to get the rights to Miss New Booty because they play it not just as they're coming out because everybody else is getting stock kind of music up until this yeah. point. Like they actually got Miss New Booty to play, which I'm kind of wondering because I think it was, it was just more. I forgot. Was it Kalila that suggested that it might be that they didn't have the rights? Yeah, that it was like stuff. that they didn't have the rights for other songs, but for some reason they have like not in the actual show, but in the playback, like for it to be hosted on these websites. Yes, because you got to pay every time. Yeah, that every like, time somebody watches it or it's some kind of, of deal. It happened because like Jericho, Chris Jericho has his own band. So his entrance music is one of their songs and he was at an event and the first time he came out, I can't remember if they did it, but they found out later that like, Oh, on the re everyone's watching the replays and like, why is your song not playing? It's like, it's your band. And he's like, nah, like with the label, 
the whoever the wrestling company was didn't want to pay whatever the fee was this way every mm. time it's watched or seen like they got to pay them true 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 yeah no it sucks capitalism sucks yeah. anyway bucky is excited because she's from atlanta peace up a town down kane i had to figure out which one was which because i forgot but kane made me nervous because he is in a white suit at a liquor based event uh- just stressed me out then they introduce Bishop Don Juan in his full getup with a much bigger entourage than almost anybody else, I noticed. Which, I just, how does that make sense? Because I still don't know who he is. We don't get who he is or what he's doing. <laughs> I literally don't know. I remember him. Was he in the... Oh, you know what? Because we were just listening to this song the other day. We can go back and watch the video. That uh, he was in the Pass the Cavassier video. Probably. I, I, I love that song. And I think he was in, no, because that, that was, no, because I know that he was around, because like when Snoop Dogg was like really leaning into his like old school pimp phase, I feel like Bishop Don Juan was around him a lot. I don't know. He was just fucking annoying. No, that's why I was saying before, like I know you said with old school, like I swear, like he shows up, he's obviously Snoop Dogg's got his entourage in the movie, but like there's one other guy that kind of does some background rapping with him. And then there's a dude literally just dressed as a pimp and it's got to yeah, be Yeah, no, that's him nibbles gives him a huge hug she says now i don't know because i we we talked about it in the episode one how she says that flave is the snazziest snazziest dresser she's ever seen and now she's saying it about bishop don juan so what is the truth Nibbles? that was a super cut that's i didn't know she said it about him and then they just used the oh he's the snazziest dresser part. No, because she, she put says it with Flav in the beginning. Oh oh yeah, that they say oh yeah. Because I was gonna say because she straight up says Bishop Don Juan is the snazziest dresser I've ever seen. So that's that he on was, that. Wait, hold on. Snoop Dogg's spiritual advisor. Oh, that's right. Snoop Dogg is always it was Snoop Dogg is such a stunt queen. I swear to fucking God. Oh, he was also in the remix of Fifty Cents P I M P. That's right. Pimp on by Twista. Wait, with the, the remix with 50 Cent? Yeah. F by F T Y C E N T N S N double O P. He was part of Snoop's entourage and Starsky and Hutch and Old School, so that was right. Okay. He was on a TV appearance, including the Ice-T behind the music, The Girls Next Door, The Daily Show, Robin Big, Viva La Bam. So he's pretty much on Wow, like- he really lived the most 2000s life. <laughs> oh, and he's got a documentary by the Hughes Brothers called American Pimp. Right sure. Up- Anyway, oh, back to this. And he's on an episode of the Boondocks. I'm sorry. That's awesome. Everybody was everybody. If you were a famous black person in the 2000s, you were on an episode I think of the he's Boondocks. Bringing it back too. I follow him. He on Twitter. is. It's oh, a whole God, thing. I'm so excited. Sorry, sidetracked. I loved too because like Nibbles gives him a big hug and she's saying that she's the snazziest dresser and girl after my own heart. She says that all she can think about is how amazing he smells and that's like my biggest thing not that i've met a ton of celebrities but like when i hear that somebody meets a celebrity one of my first questions is always did they smell good if i was rich and famous it would probably be one of the first things i do or even just rich i don't have to be famous but i would go out and buy like the most expensive colognes i'd probably go get my own maid i'd go somewhere just to try because i think it'd be a lot of fun Darryl, Surprised I'm, gonna... I'm not broke because of how much perfume I buy, and I'm neither rich nor famous. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, I just, I, I just think that that's like an important thing, like for famous people. That's like mine and my friend, my friend Jess, who was on episode eight, uh, season one, episode eight. Like that is like one of our biggest things that we always want to know about famous people, and that is part of the reason both of us have a weird, shameful crush on Pitbull. 
because apparently it smells apparent no that's what they said on z100 z100 so danielle monero and like elvis duran in the morning says that pitbull is i she says apparently that like pitbull is one of the best smelling celebrity and she, obviously all they do like they're the biggest radio show one of the biggest radio shows in the world apparently she like so a lot of celebrities have come through over the years yes. that pitbull is one of the best smelling celebrities if not the best smelling i believe it he, he looks, looks like he smells incredible. What? He looks like he's got it together. He gets up every morning and he knows what cologne he's putting on and he knows what shoes and what clothes. And knows exactly how to put yeah. it on and it all smells yeah. good. It just, yeah, that's amazing. And then when he hugs you, it lingers a little. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, stop it. This and then you're shameful. like, oh, my God. Hug me again. Right? How tall is he? I'm going to look this up. stuff coming out. Now, 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 oh, I'm going to look how tall he is because I think I got a crush no, on Pitbull now. I'm sorry. I don't know if it works the same way for straight men as it does for at least straight women. I can't speak to oh, I love, other No, when a girl just, smells good, no, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's a, no, so it's why true. are you giving me shit? <laughs> why are you giving me shit if it works the same? Well, because yeah, I'm not going like, oh, how tall is she? Da, da, da. Like, you're, like, you're fetishizing it. Oh, he's only five. Oh, no, he's five. So, oh, no, we're the same height. Ew. Sorry. No, I don't want to do short due to ratio. I'm sorry. I love oh, you, you know now is he smells short. It's like actually I've dated a lot of short guys. <laughs> like one of my equivalent. Like, I can't be racist. No. <laughs> I can't be heightist. I am not height like phobic. Heightist. There you go. Height phobic. <laughs> I'm not I don't think that that's what it's called. I can't think of what it's called. No. But like I was like, I'm not high phobic. I almost exclusively dated guys under five nine before we got together. So I would look weird. I'm five foot nine, and if I wear heels, I'm definitely over six feet. So that's, I mean, it worked for Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise in their sham marriage. So, side note, no, I'm not going to talk about her. I'm just, (laughs) well, I'm very behind on Big Little Lies, so we we can't talk about any of it. I won't get into the show. It's just the face. It's why leave your faces alone, people. I just need you to look like yourself. That's true. Aging is hard. I would assume for white people can't speak to that experience bring food on the counter she has to stop this mess <laughs> so also warren g is back uh like i was really excited to see him again like that is obviously very hyped because she's an old school hip-hop head as she's made abundantly clear but also because the last time she saw him she had just finished cleaning his house quote unquote assuming because i'm sure that was a rental mansion too right and he looks equally as unenthused about hugging her as he did last time, which oh, yeah. I wanted to just blame on the the dirtiness of cleaning the house. But now I think it's just I'm just going to guess he's just not a hugger. Or he doesn't like fat people. I mean, yeah. I know that. But I mean, he was kind of big at that point. So he's not really in a position to judge. So oh, I think. No, I got a, exactly. I got the sense Thank that you. he I, I got the sense that, that he, especially because you don't really see too much more of him that I was like, he's just feeling a little bad about him. Maybe I'm just projecting. He's feeling a little bad about himself, just like backing up from the social stuff. Maybe he just doesn't like to fucking hug and people. He also could just be there more for a payday. I mean, why not? I mean, he might actually and just like be a party, and Flav, like... but even the other episode, like he just seems awkward. On and a camera. party, it's like a networking event, I guess. Like, how much? How much does he get to talk to like fucking G Unit at this point? True. Especially because like G Unit, well, probably loved him. G Unit comes off as like I don't know if I noticed this like as a New York adjacent person, but like G Unit came across very New York to me for a variety of reasons. But we can get to that. They're dressed for a pool party in like a polos and shorts and possibly Tim's. I didn't see, and they're sitting on the fucking veranda the whole time, like out of the sun. And it's like you guys, re- well, actually, well, not all of G Unit is from New York. I looked it up yesterday. Young Buck is from Tennessee. But Lloyd Banks is literally like peak 
Queens. Yes. He just I, I Googled it and I confirmed. Anyway, Three Six Mafia somehow is possibly edited or something to have the loudest of all the screams. I'm not sure why that is. So as the party is going on, everybody's dancing. They're playing Miss New Booty again. Nonstop. All the ladies are dancing. Crazy had me laughing because she was doing that dance that was left in the 2000s that I can only describe as like the right there dance. What is the right there dance? Daryl, you know what I'm talking about, right? I haven't seen that video in so long. I, I feel like I you'll know the dance when you see it i'm tr- well not that you can see me Darryl, you're sitting on the I'm, couch you can't yeah. I, it's like a it's for a all the listeners specific, out there i'll try I'm, to describe it i can't do it I, you can't describe it because it'll just, just look embarrassing side to side a little and she, but i'm dying because she's doing this very time specific dance with that, that ruffled skirt the butt thing she was doing no it's like a whole th- it's a whole body i'll show you yeah, i'll, it's, I'll it's show the video weird. later gyration my god (laughs) yeah it's like a i don't know how to describe it it's like you're kind of like pushing out your hip i'm i'm not gonna even bother so i'm just dying because she's doing this very time specific dance in a very time specific outfit or at least one part of the outfit which is that ruffled skirt that we all had to have at this time like the layer like the ruffle layer skirt Mm -hmm. I just I died. I love it. I'm I'm ready for that to come back too. Although it was not it's not really flattering if you for all shapes, but I don't know that I've ever owned one, I'll be honest. <laughs> You're like really letting me down in this two thousands fashion corner department. I'm sorry. <laughs> or she just had good fashion sense. That's it was this was good fashion sense for the time. Oh, was it though? No. For the time. For twenty nineteen lens, and I'm so I'm so <laughs> judgmental of all of these outfits. Like, the only way I can describe the fashion is crusty. Everything is it's so just very two thousands. It's very it's very two thousands against all odds. Uh-huh. Rainbow, which I just There's we were just at the mall too. recently. Against all odds is still a thing. Oh yeah. Well, they have some nice stuff. It's just very oversized. Well, they had a, they always had a good graph. Well, you know what? Always and I was a big dude, so I could wear something like that. And That's it true. Look but like, I always was so pissed off that the the women's graphic tees were so much shittier than the guys. Yeah. The guys' graphic tee selection. Well, their demographic was definitely more men. No, it wasn't. It was the I store so. was split in half. It was split down the middle because I dressed in that kind of stuff then. That and like the pull, like oh the, yeah, because they had the polos for cheap. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, we've been wow. over this whole polo look thing. What a time! So as we mentioned, Flav had said to them, "Keep my friends entertained. Yes. Be good a host. Send Be a good host. Quote: Show them a good time." That is where things started to go sideways. So so vague. Like I feel like if this was a set, like clearly a setup, and it was like. There was no other way that this could go after. Well, I mean, that is very true. Although, well, well, I feel like they left the door open for it. Like, I feel like they you left, can't right. They left the door open that if you don't have any home training, it could turn into what it turned into. This is that's true. All I'm gonna say. This that's, is true. That's all I'm going to say because so Boots Ugh. is saying that Flav said entertained his friends, and what's more entertaining than my booty dance? And she is on a coffee table or on the, the around the pool yes. or everywhere, just bent over, shaking her ass for all the men. Now, right listen. in front. I mean, right there. Right in their faces. Right, right there, if you will. Right <laughs> there. Oh, no. 
coochie 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 back and never were. So she's just now. Now listen. (laughs) If you told your significant other, Mike, in your case, me. (laughs) I was like, hey, just entertain my friends. Just entertain my friends. Does that mean if you walked out and I was shaking my ass for all of them? How would that make you feel? Okay, I wait before you even okay. Because first of all, apples and oranges, Sonia, come on. Yeah, that's come I mean, on. exactly. It, it's a tough situation to put myself in because that kind of thing wouldn't happen. Because I would know better. And I mean, this is also eight the, days in. I mean, at that point, right? Like you're just so desperate to see any man, especially one that's not Flav. And you want him to say something especially nice. Especially one who's not Flav. That is the important. Yeah. That's really the key. Right here, here. Yes. I just so, I second that so hard. The realistic thing would be like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing?" So Flav is on his balcony observing with a. We had to do a bunch of googling on this to confirm what it is called a monocular, like one of those old timey yes. like Captain Hook I pirate it periscope. It's not a periscope, no, not at all. But it is called a monocular because obviously, if there were two, it'd be binocular. Right, More you know. he can see this scene from the balcony with his eyes. Yes. This device. Said, right, with this old timey. It's like not even like a, like binoculars would be more effective. Just zooming in on butts. Well, I mean, he didn't really have much of a choice because everybody true. is like, but, it was all butt centric activities. It, yeah. Just act straight up in everyone's face. That's where yeah. really is going. The other ladies are not pleased, understandably so. And like Crazy's line, like I kind of laughed because it's like, a little bit slut shamey, but this is gonna sound fucked up. But it's like a little bit slut shamey, but also I kind of get it. Because <laughs> she goes, she's like, like, oh, Boots is bent over backwards, showing her coochie in her ass. Like, I think that every time you meet a man, you don't have to bend over. And it's like, while in a vacuum, that sounds like slut shamey. In, in this particular context, yes. This is not really a time or a place to be bent over shaking your ass. I completely agree. And why is it that when you hear, okay, show them a good time was not the best turn of phrase. Show them a good time is a a good turn of phrase. You're trying to see who's going to do it for the vine, so to speak. You know what I mean? You're setting them up for failure, but I mean, it just makes your job easier to eliminate somebody. So it's like, how is it that that hits your ear and you filter that as great? time to basically strip that's what i want to know especially because if this was just a competition just a general competition in some other context i can't imagine another context where a man would be saying show my friends a good time like this but like in this particular context you are there although we know that they are not there for this reason but in theory you are there to prove your like that you are going to build a relationship and a life with a person you're supposed how are you doing that like on on what sort i mean listen i'm not trying to judge anybody's poly you know like amorous situations if that works for you and that is an agreed upon scenario god bless godspeed i don't know why you would want to involve more than one person one person is annoying enough in a relationship why do you think that, like, t- doing all sexual stuff, trying to seduce your man's friend, your man, in theory, friend, is a good idea? Like, 
oh, you know what? I just thought of, okay. I just, uh, there, a scenario just popped into my head where it would make sense for them to think that. Okay, go for it. Okay. So what if, I'm not saying that this is correct, but what if for some reason they got into their heads that the way to attract him is to show him is to show Flav that I can be sexy. I think that they have plenty of op- other opportunities to do that. I mean, it's 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 a valid theory. They maybe, do. I mean, maybe in their fucking dumb twenty one year old brains that made sense. You know what? It's almost like when 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 girls were experimenting and they were just making out at bars for men's attention. Maybe it was kind of the same thought process. You know. Maybe? Why would you, like, because, you know, I'm with you. Why would you ever think that that was the case? But in this context, it's so strange and everything's so amorphous that maybe they just got really confused. I mean, I will, you know, I, yes. (laughs) I will, like, maybe, you know what? Maybe that's what it is. Like, maybe just the patriarchy over here. (laughs) Maybe the, maybe the, right. The one in a case where an advocate for the devil is necessary. Like, you know what? That's okay. Fine. I will concede that that could be, I mean, it's not right, but it's okay. It's not right. Cause I am completely, I'm on the same page. Like, what are you doing right now? And why sit down somewhere? Right. So after all of this butt shaking, Kane from Ying Yang twins makes a point to introduce himself to her. And for the sake of, I guess, all the white people watching in 2006, Flavelations are back from episode one. If you don't remember, Flavelations are where they take A-A-V-E and project other meanings onto what's being said. So this took, I just, I'm, I'm not asking for praise or applause, but I'm just very proud of myself. I had to go back several times because hulu didn't understand what they were saying also because like it was kind of mumbled like it's not just the accent and you know because they're very it's like a very hard atlanta accent they're also mumblers i wrote original mumble rapper question mark but for real that's where migos came from that's dead ass where migos came from so (laughs) i have no clue what you're saying now it took Putting the volume up so high and watching it back and forth several times for me to finally get what I was ultimately able to get. So, woo, shoddy, you got some moves, baby. Means I admire your hindquarters. <laughs> the next one is so, I'm like, why? I, okay, so remember, so this is like, I admire your hindquarters, dot, dot, dot. For real, I, we was finna do the wiggle that move. That was the only part that I struggled on because that was like a song title and I had to do some Googling. So we was finna do the wiggle then move video for the yin yang um that's finna drop, which means and I'd like to follow that fondle them. That's not what that means. No. What that means is we're trying to shoot a music video for our song Wiggle Then Move that's coming out on our new album. I mean, obviously, if you're reading into this and if you've ever read Confessions of a Video Vixen, which if you haven't read it, I highly recommend. Is that Karen Stevens? Yes. Yes. I'm excited for I'm hoping she comes out with a part two, because at that point in time, when the book came out, she was dating Bill Maher. Um, okay. what? I, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's gross. Speaking of. So would you want to get in it means. So do you want to be in my video? 
makes sense, which I don't think we needed a flavor for that simple part. enough, yeah. <laughs> so she looks very disappointed. You can see it in her face that she's like disappointed that she can't say yes because it's like a huge opportunity she has to turn down because she makes a point to say very loudly so everybody around can hear her. Well, I'm not really here for that reason. Like, I'm not really here to build a career. And it's like, okay, but you are like, just you know, like, fucking pass a number on the side. And she just... knew it was a test. Yeah. Knew, yeah. I mean, I know she, she doesn't really have a lot. She doesn't really have a lot of sense, but it came through in trying to discern that this was a test, like that this was a test. I would hit puritanical mode immediately. Why, sir? Why would, why ever would you think just completely, I am here for flavor, 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 flavor alone. I mean, granted, were they probably interested in having her because was she like, was she a suitable person for this time and place in history in terms of like video recording? Yes, absolutely. But I part, I mean, part of it is probably a test, but part of it was probably a genuine request. I don't know. Oh, no. From them, I think it was a legitimate request. I think that from Flav, though, she saw what was coming down the pipeline. Yeah, no, yes. I mean, she's from the get-go. She's, like, made it very clear that she watched the show and knew why people were sent home and all that fun stuff. So he, like, hears her kind of turn him down and goes, I'm not trying to do what Flav's trying to do. This is Flavor of Love. This this his show, baby. Do you understand? You understand me? And that means I'm not trying to be your boyfriend. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is I'm not trying to encroach on his territory by trying to steal. Like yeah. it is. It's Flames not my about. Boy, I'm not going to do that to him. Yeah, like it's not that. But also, it's like I I know you're here for him, but not in a sense of like nobody ever thought that. I know you're here to compete for his love, not to try to build a video career. So he goes, so what we trying to do is we trying to handle business, which they translate to, I'm just trying to get in your pants. That's the complete opposite. I mean, is it untrue? No. I mean, would he love to? But that's not what he's saying. I mean, well, right. I mean, obviously, a lot of this video, like music video girl culture, was about because for some reason I went through a phase in like high school and college where anytime I had to write a report about anything remotely feminism related, I just kept writing the same paper over and over for different classes about how stereotypes of black women used throughout history applied to like modern day image like modern day in like the 2000s of black women and how the jezebel stereotype led into like the video girl stereotype mm-hmm. i just kept re- recycling that fucking paper over and over <laughs> but basically all that to say is like if especially if you read confessions of a video vixen the culture is very much like do what you need to do to get famous and like the pressure is on it's that same thing like we're talking about with this whole show like you know if you want to be in my video you don't want to get black it's very much fucking me too bullshit like you don't want to get blacklisted you gotta fuck me or fuck my fuck my dude or whatever so it's it's wrong but it's not totally wrong so he then says i see you got moves for the type of music we make which is true which they translate to you dance divinely stupid <laughs> see you got the moves for the type of music we make is clearly self-explanatory it's, it's literally like i can't explain it any more clearly than what he says 
So he goes, you was dropping that thing like, ah, so that means, so I really want you in my video. Then no, for real, look, that's it. That's all I'm asking for, which is technically I'm only asking you to be in my video, but they translated to, I really want you in our video so I can get in your pants. Sure. Again, not wrong, but not right either. Brian. Boots ultimately tells them, I don't want him, I don't want Flav thinking I'm just here for dancing. And she straight up says in her talking head, like, I want to be in their video, but I'm not about to ruin my chances with Flav for the Ying Yang twins. <laughs> Smart. I, I like the the pauses were key. But it's like, I don't want to ruin my chances with Flav, ill gross, for the Ying Yang twins. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> So she politely declines and goes on her way. Now we'll get into like that being it's sad. Yeah. Is like the best way to describe it. Like I it just made me sad. Yeah. It's a cringe moment. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Basically, she it's was like just tots. it just reminded me. So in our high school, there was a kid. There was like a place where all of the cool I I know you know. There was like a place like where all of the seniors and like the cooler underclassmen kind of hung out and it was called the Commons. And there was a kid that graduated with me that everybody decided all the upperclassmen decided was going to be their mascot cuz he would do this weird dancing. He was like one of those kinds of kids that could like kick himself in the head and shit. Like you know, and they all thought it was so funny, but it was like all clear that they were like making fun of him more or less. And like, that's exactly how I felt about like that. Like she was that same kind of and we all had we all knew that kid who like thought that the way to being cool was to embarrass yourself and to like be like down good time kind of person. But it's like, oh, yeah, I mean. Not to mix genres or anything. I know that you're really into true crime too, but it reminded me of the My Friend Dahmer stuff at the mall. Yes. Oh my God. That's, that's a good exactly point. what it is. That's like the yes, perfect Yes, that's exactly analogy. what it was. Although like, that's like a way darker term. I know. <laughs> but no, but you're absolutely right. Oh, we never Googled this kid. Maybe he kills people. What? Well, I don't know. I actually, well, I'm curious to know what he's up to because he's not on social media. Anyway. You've searched for him? No, I haven't. I'm saying I'm going to when we get oh. off the air. So like that, uh, gets up on the table, like how Boots was, basically to prove that she's the only one who can use sex appeal. They're all laughing at her. She's aware of this, but she's not really phased by it because she knows that she's the biggest girl there. Young Buck is like... doubles down. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. Like, fuck it, I'm going to own this. And it's like... Yeah, but it's like, there's a way to own it that looks less... This. Yeah, yeah, there's a way to own it that looks less um, pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, it was really sad. I didn't love this part at all, and I really just kind of wanted to pull her down off the table and say, "It's okay, sweetheart. We don't. You don't have to do this. Like, you could just like talk to them, like tell them that you know hip hop and like how you appreciate their music. Like, they would have appreciated that more than. I and don't the know. way she talks, she knows all the lingo and like speaks it perfectly. I mean, I don't know if she speaks all of their lingo. I think I think that they would all think that she's nuts too. But I mean, especially because they were like trendier because they were like younger, trendier people. And plus, it's like a regional genre, like a regional like slang type thing. I don't know. I get it. Maybe. But so Young Buck tells her to do a cannonball with clothes on, which is basically, again, a way to make fun of her for being fat. And she's like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not jumping in, like, whatever. I'm not doing, I'm not a, doing cannonball. a cannonball. Here. She's like, I'll do a swan dive, though, with all my clothes on. 
didn't he call her like cannonball body too i didn't hear that but he said something yeah it was something i didn't write it down body shape that's fucking rude but so she's like proving that she's a big girl and she does end up doing a very glamorous swan dive but she has all her clothes on like she's fully dressed and you tell because after she jumps in and she, well, she doesn't die well she literally says the line when people say jump i say how high oh, another friend and you, i know that you and, and you know that she meant that to be like oh i'm down for whatever like i'm trying to have fun like i'm you know like i'm trying to think of like a way to explain it like she's like basically she's trying to make it sound like she's the friend who's down to like road trip at fucking two in the morning you know yeah. but like it comes across way more like Desperate. I'll do I'll do anything people will ask me to if that means they'll like me. She thought it was like I'm a down ass chick. Instead, and it does not puppy dog. It's not like I need attention. I crave it so badly. Watch me do things. Yeah, because so, even after she jumps, you it continues with the cringe because well, she starts yelling. Well, like, because Delicious no, brings her on. a towel and somebody's kind of yelling something to her. You can't really hear it, but she goes, yeah, rep Jersey city and all the big girls of America. And it's yeah. like, it's uh, like that. Like she's yelling or that's uh, the way it is. Like that's how she's, yeah. She that's got out the way screamed. it is. Like, oh my and it's God, like, God. Oh, you're like the drunk person who knows they're being made fun of. So you double down on it. It sucks. Yeah. It's a bad. You feel bad for her. Yeah, I feel bad for her a lot during this. And episode. like she might be drinking a little, which makes her even more self conscious. Like it, it was just a rough situation. Now this is where things get interesting in terms of how the episode ultimately results. Oh, uh, this is what we're, now we're getting into the crazy talk about nibbles. Oh, never mind. Nibbles is before the crazy talk. That's right. Nibbles. Oh, this is fun. Says this is like a recurring theme with her where it's like she's like she kind of sees everybody else what everybody else is doing and then decides to take it up a notch she has said this multiple times in multiple scenarios she is sitting on the lap of dj quick's boy who comes with him the big dude part of his entourage yes DJ Quick, like, straight up says to her, like, uh, should you be, like, fraternizing with us like this, though? And she's like, uh, yeah, that's the point. He said be friendly. And it's like, I don't know if this is what he meant, though. Like, there's being friendly, and then there's being boots friendly. And then there's literally seducing a particular other person at the party. And I don't know if you've if we're at that part, but I kind of felt like this was kind of fat phobic too. This was, yeah, this was like a different kind of, so she says, you know, a lot of the celebs are getting attention from the other girls. Katu crazy doing a full turn for Don Juan, like a showing off her body, like so he can check her out. Nibble says, I take it upon myself to make sure their entourage feel just as welcome. Now that statement on its own sounds great. And like she would win this competition if there was a winner or whatever. Mm-hmm. What that actually means is she's basically giving a lap dance to this fucking random dude. And I'm not saying like, oh, it was like a lap dance. No, she was literally giving him a lap dance. And he's like a bigger dude Full on, like, side note yeah, that she's got these weird fucking old school like flapper style shoes on and i was dying so Flav, they show us that Flav is watching from the balcony and they do this little animation from his monocular 
this to make was it look funny. like he's yeah, watching the whole was... thing. I wonder if he had a camera like right behind him that was like trying to make sure they got his point of view. I guess. So I'm not really sure. I don't know if either of you caught this, but I don't know what DJ Quick does in this moment. But like she says something like, ouch. Oh, no, he says something like, ouch. And she says, no touching. You got to be invited. She slapped him. He went to touch her butt. That's fucked up. You can't just fucking touch people. This is... Anyway. Go to a strip club. (laughs) I mean, I know. But this is... You're not supposed to touch them, right? No. No. No, if you even try, the big-ass security guards, like, they'll come and be like, yo, no hands. I mean, good. No, of course. You go. You got to respect. Consent is is a foreign concept in this fucking house. You know, obviously, it's like with their, like, I've been to them, you know, for bachelor parties and stuff. I know the rules. You don't do it. But, like, I've seen people, like, test the rules a, dude, a guy well, because, will, because they're the guard will come up grab his shoulder and be like yo no touching yeah because men love because there are so many dudes out there who love to test the to rules of consent it was a very interesting discussion and granted this is coming out in a couple weeks so this discussion will have come and gone but there was a discussion yeah. going on on twitter today about pushing people in the pool and besides the obvious discussion oh, yeah, of this, yeah. people could fucking die or be severely injured it's like you know the people who are just like oh it's a good time relax it's like you know that the consent discussion doesn't uh, isn't limited to purely just literal rape, right? Like so yeah. many of these people, it's so fucking lost on them that it's like body bodily autonomy is a thing that deserves to be respected. Just a thought. Agreed. I'm taking way too long with this whole. <laughs> we, I told we you I was gonna control, have a lot yeah. of feelings. I was gonna have a lot of you feelings. So you haven't yelled, but I haven't are... yelled, but well. So anyway, you're voicing your displeasure. So Bucky is making fun of Neville, saying she's willing to have sex with anybody. Calls her an internet stripper again. Blah blah blah. Lazy bullshit. Nibbles is then sitting on. So there was a I forgot who he came with, but there is a white dude, a big white dude, big bearded white dude, similar to Mike. How Mike was, I guess, more or less. With except he has like long skinny braids, no, like he's I, in I fucking like bone nice thugs and harmony. Yeah like fucking braids whatever so she's sitting on his lap now and don juan is like making a joke about how her name is nipples and she's like no that's not my name and it's nibbles and he's like oh well if your name is nipples like show us a boob or whatever and she fucking whips a titty out I mean, I guess we, we kind of... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Go into sorry, when I was watching this, I just kept going. I was like, nipples and twerking and lap dances. Oh my. Like, there's so much <laughs> here. You just gave us our title. I think you might have, honestly. Nipples, and lap dances. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little... You know, as we discussed... Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it was a lot. That scene was a whole lot. She just whipped it right out and then... Played, whipped played. out a titty and then immediately uh, went to go get more drinks. And I saw her at one point pour a beer into her liquor drink. Yes, that's what that was. Yep. Damn. And, ooh, girl. And especially after a day of drinking in the sun and you're several drinks deep, drinking other people's drinks, mixing beer and liquor is the last thing you should be doing. So she ends up and together at the exact same time. Yes, literally. It's not something you should be doing, period, but let alone in the same beverage. So she goes upstairs to be sick like that is taking care of her. But then like ripping her to shit in her talking head, saying she's making a bad impression and she can't hold her liquor. And then she just and then bad props to her for taking nibbles goes to bed. My bed if you have to like 
she but was she taking care of her. At her st- don't play in it. Stop playing in it. And I was like, well, no, she wasn't. She wasn't. She was trying to make herself throw up by sticking her fingers down her throat. Oh. oh. She was. I saw her that she was just trying to like get the light because I may have not, may or may not have been there a time or time to myself, not in a bulimic sense, but in a dr- drunk and just wanting to go to bed sense where you just want to get yeah, the last of yeah. it out and whatever you got to do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't playing in it. She was, she's not that weird. She just was, you could tell, trying to get the last of it out so she could go to bed. With how sexual she is, though, it would have been funny if she's like doing it and nothing's happening. She's like, oh, I forgot. I don't have a gag reflex. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's something she would say, though. I feel like she's, I know, we haven't called, we haven't yeah. referred to her as sex positivity sex icon. Posi- yes. Yet. Well, she's embarrassing herself a little here. We'll let it go. So whipping out a titty like that in front of the guy you're trying to date's friends is not not great. Yeah, Flav actually positive. Flav actually does. Well, it is sex positive. It's just it's not sex positive or sex negative. It's just a dumb decision. It's dating negative. Flav says Flav like makes a joke in his talking head too, where he's like, I told her to be friendly, but not that friendly. Which yeah. is like you're saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> so nibbles, no. Right. Nibbles. Like <laughs> What's the one? There's like Stella. Like, <laughs> so people are drinking crazy is doing a cartwheel in a dangerous outfit to do a cartwheel in. And Boots is still shaking her ass. Big Rick gets everybody's attention and announces that Flav is finally coming out. Flav comes out in a full all red everything suit red hat red shirt red vest pimp style. just Go full on right fully Bishop. leaning into being a pimp i hate to bring it up Uh-oh. but at this point we are only 15 minutes into the episode well we'll get through the rest of it a little i'll try more, to speed but... it up it's already been like an hour and a half i'm sorry but a lot has happened in this hour and a half not just of us like in terms of like no, the show just, like a lot so happened at this detail. point in the show so Flav goes up to a bunch of the dudes who are sitting in the back to talk to them about stuff. And Don Juan kind of points out crazy. Now, Bucky calls out that crazy is talking to three, six mafia and three, six mafia is basically like, girl, what do you like to crazy? Like, what are you doing here? Like, what do you see in Flav? And crazy is giving her weird pageant answers again. You know, oh, he's a cool, he's a cool person. And he's, down to earth and whatever and so basically they're just ripping her to shit at this point because they're like how do you know he's a good person you've been here for eight fucking days like girl what the hell are you talking about ultimately it kind of comes out that she doesn't know any of Flav's music and they're kind of like hazing her about it a little bit they're like name of like sing a Flav song and she's like um well I uh you know whatever and Flavin, Don Juan, it cuts back to them. And Don Juan basically says, Crazy's full of shit. He's a, she's a phony. Flav says, Hold that note. We'll talk about it inside later on. They're still giving her shit. And Delicious is kind of standing around. And she turns to Delicious and says, like, Can you help me out? Which I felt more was not like, Give me the answers, but more just like, Break up this tension. Like, it's getting really uncomfortable. That Start singing a song me. and help me. Yeah. No, I don't even think it had to do Put with the, the music. I think she just herself. she just wanted the conversation to go in a different direction. Like she thought that maybe if Delicious started talking to them, that they would like 
not talk to her you know what i mean that they let it go but they're not letting it go so they kind of well they do ultimately kind of let it go and like walk away and crazy's obviously pissed because she's like oh this just proves again delicious is fake and like she's not really here for me and she confronts delicious and she's like oh so you're just gonna like leave me hanging and delicious is like fuck you bitch like i'm not trying to whatever like I'm kind you... of on delicious side in this though I'm... yeah yeah I know her a damn thing like she's right it's a competition what did you expect if you don't know it you don't know it i can't vouch for you but also like what what is like a huge missed opportunity not that crazy comes across as like a smart person but like she has an opportunity to say that like she's there's a there's a way to spin not knowing his music to be an advantage which is yeah i i'm not as familiar with his music but that makes me more interested to want to get to know him as a person i'm not here for the rest of these women who know why he's famous and are obsessed with him and are like crazy stalker fans who are trying to be here for that reason i'm trying to get to know the man and part of that is getting to know what he was before is what i would say if i was desperate enough to want to pursue flavor flavor <laughs> hypothetically i love how after that she says you know what she was upset with um with delicious in her talking heads interview she was just saying that she wasn't on her normal level but i that was weird okay i'm glad you clocked that too it, it was your normal level of not knowing his music like that's who but you also, are like what does that mean like like what is your normal level that you could have just come up with a better lie i guess because so there's, no, there's no way that i mean her, her normal level of of knowledge is nothing like uh, about flavor flip right i think that what she meant was i could have come up with a better way to get out of it i don't know that she could have i mean i, I don't think she could have either i'm just right. you know like fucking uh monday morning quarterback type bullshit Flav ultimately, because like the discussion between Delicious and Crazy is getting kind of spicy. So Flav comes over and 3 Six Mafia immediately jumps in and goes, She doesn't know any of your music. Ah! Like, and Delicious, <laughs> being fucking tattletale ass bitch that she is, is like, Yeah, she's mad at me because she didn't know your music and I did. That's good, right? Like, well, she didn't do all Why that. Is that but... snarky ass delivery. Well, no, oh, she God. was being kind of snarky about it. She kind of like clapped her hands. It's like, see, I told you, kind of thing. And right, I mean, wouldn't you act the same way if some woman just got in your face because you didn't vouch for her or like step in to save her? Yes, but also like there's a way to do it that becomes less. She could have just like I think the difference that irked me is because she she didn't know it and i did if she would have left off the and i did then it would have been a different discussion because then it starts to become like see look i know your music don't you like me now like like trying to like give yourself extra points and it's like all right there's a way to i understand that this isn't america's next top best friend I'm I'm on Delicious's side that this is a competition and friends are just a bonus or whatever. But there's like there's no reason for you to be a fucking dickhead about it to her. Like you could just let her bury herself. You don't need to participate in the dragging. Cause there's plenty to drag people for in this house. And yeah. you know, not knowing his music isn't necessarily it. I honestly don't see why being why knowing his music like by no about knowing him super well is an advantage. I feel kind of the opposite. I guess my thing is, though, like, 
So you come in the house. She doesn't even know basic knowledge about him. I think that's where the I mean, everybody is. at least knows fight the power, you fucking... She didn't know anything. And it's kind of embarrassing. Like, yeah, let her bury herself, but also... Wow, that was so bad. Nothing? You couldn't come up with anything. That's true. I mean, I don't know what she, I could name besides Fight the Power. Like, honestly, she literally or, just said, like, no, oh, no, well, I've listened no. to Public Enemy. Yeah. I can't sing it, but I know it. Yeah, I mean, having a functioning knowledge. I mean, if you were watching VH1 for this, yeah. you could have watched a fucking... I was say, sorry, Darren, what were you saying? Yeah, sorry, what like were you saying? We you kinda... on oh, no, I'm just, like, she could have just gone on... T- wikipedia google anything at all well that's what that's what they end up saying to her is like that kind of made me laugh yeah that was funny i just don't understand why you would it's literally called the flavor of love like it's about flavor flave it surrounds him to walk in there with nothing you set yourself up for that one that is fair i think i would have done some minor read i wouldn't want to go in too knowledgeable because i'd be afraid that i'd come off looking thirsty Mm-hmm. Like you read his LinkedIn page before an interview. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Like where you have to like sort of some stuff you're going to lead on, but some stuff you're going to lead on that you know, but some stuff you have to play dumb. Yes. So you don't look like you fucking stalked them. Right. You should that is like exactly what songs, it is. Though. No, I mean, at the very least, like I said, at the very least, everybody knows Fight the Power. Uh, yes. I would assume. I mean, Shut Him Down was a huge one. And then you had, or uh, what you call it? Freaking, He Got Game might have been their biggest song strictly because of the movie. Uh, I would say that probably Fight the Power is their biggest song. (sighs) Arguably. Yes. Arguable. I'm pretty sure that you could sing that song to anybody on the street. If you walk up to a random person in Times Square and you started singing, like, do you know Fight the Power? Public Enemy, what song do you think? Probably, I'm, we're gonna fucking set it up. We're gonna set up a poll, see what people say. On, ooh, wow. On Spotify, He Got Game has 21 million. Fight the Power has 19 million. Wow. The number one overall, Harder Than You Think, has 42 million. I don't know what song that is. And don't play it because I don't want to. I was gonna say, we can't, yeah, we can't do the rights thingy. Anyway, back to the episode. So basically that they're just making fun of her and saying you could have Googled it, like we all said. Flav says in his talking head that he doesn't think it's an issue that she doesn't know his music. The problem is that she pretended to know it, which is a recurring theme with him, obviously. It's not the fact that you did or did not do a certain thing. It's that you are lying about it that is ultimately the problem. I also think that if she wasn't as hot, he wasn't as attracted to her if he wasn't as attracted to boots or if he wasn't as attracted like or didn't think that he had an easy chance to fuck nibbles this episode would have gone a much different way flave is walking three six mafia out but lets us know that he's bringing in all the guys to talk about the ladies and he's got a whole wall of pictures set up with them so we don't see everybody's thoughts on everybody but we get a couple clips Three Six Mafia, obviously talking about crazy. They're like, "Oh, you you already know what we think about her. She's she's here shit. for TV." They yeah. said, "Ying Yang Twins on Delicious." <laughs> Just saying, booty 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 rocket everywhere. That is my Ying Yang Twins impression. Everybody, <laughs> aren't you jealous? Don Juan on Beautiful says, "I had to go back and double check what he said," and it makes more sense in the context of the bonus scene at the end but he says he she has a great future behind her mike do you know what that means she has a beautiful butt yes 
or one for like three. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's a that's clever. DJ Quick said it much more respectfully than they would have. Yeah, yeah certainly. <laughs> yeah, even explaining it, like your explanation of it, is much different. I did my flavlation. Yes. Or wanlation. Well, I mean, he didn't make it up, but I know. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think. Her. There's a song where they say that, and I can't think of. It's a song I listen to relatively often. That she's got a great future behind. I can't think of what song it is. I wonder if it's a Snoop Dogg one, and he's associated. It's with not. It. I don't really listen to any Snoop Dogg. DJ Quick and the guy he was with on Nibbles, obviously, that she drank too much and she made the one guy, the one guy says she made his blood rise up. That's a funny way to say it. Well, they said even though she got sick, they still liked it, though. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, how do you not like somebody who gave you a fucking lap dance? G-Unit on Buck Wild, Lloyd Banks in particular... got very like everything about her is rehearsed everything rap she, everything raps with everything but she's not a rapper i don't know i was just like you're so cute i just love lloyd banks huh? gig twins on boots fucking again booty, they do booty. they do it, it again like they just booty, cut booty, the booty, same booty, thing everywhere. he didn't seem like it sounded or looked different no i feel like he looked like I, he looked like he's like i'm saying this again because it still applies like from tomorrow's, from next week's episode, because it applies. Well, they didn't really see her in the bathing suit because I was going to say later on they should have said like boobies rocking mm. everywhere. Yo, her, she's like been hiding them all season or something. Her boobs are gigantic. All right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had the same thought, but also <laughs> I'm me. So. But that's, yeah, that's, well, that's also Mike's thing. That's his, My thing. That's his thing. <laughs> Bucky was next, and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Don Juan talks about her and says something about church. I couldn't get what he was saying. I went back like several times to listen to it, and it didn't make any sense. So sorry, guys. The church preach thing? I guess something. I couldn't well, understand what he was saying at all. All I heard was the word church. So and doesn't yeah. Flav kind of say the same thing back? Yeah, it was something. just greeting, like going back and forth with like, "Yeah, man, I'll catch you later." But it was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll catch you later." Preach at church, church, like just like old man slapping hands corner kind of talk that's yeah yes exactly then the last one was three six mafia on like that they loved her her. they loved her they all everyone seems but that is where it starts to take a turn where he goes she's the one that if somebody starts kicking your ass like she'll kick their ass so they're like haha yeah that's great and then they go yeah no as a homie this is great she's like one of the guys this is where although i just want to say after how much they kind of embarrassed her before and like she was all cringeworthy, I'm surprised they had that reaction. Well, I think they appreciated that she was a good sport. But about it's also, it. yeah, it's kind of like she passed her. They appreciated initiation. that she was a good sport yeah. about it. I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about because this was the thing that I woke up this morning pissed about, but you know what? I'll save it till the end. Okay. So this is just where things start to go downhill in terms of tensions in the house so basically everybody goes home it's just yes whatever. all Flav's friends are gone and we're advancing now so i believe it cuts to like that in buck wild right yes so i say you probably have all the quotes and shit i just know i they don't talk about. really like oh well I just, <laughs> why do you have quotes um i have a couple of quotes that were really problematic to me that's yeah okay so we can get into this so like that is still asking buck wild about like is this really what you're all about and buck wild is like listen even though 
you're giving me shit. I want you to know that I still really like you. I still really respect you. I say nothing but nice things about you around the house, whatever. And Buckwild in her talking head at this point, this is the closest I've seen to seeing her get pissed. Is she's like, wow, we're really still fucking having this conversation? Like, whatever. Buckwild admits to, I don't really know if I want to call it code switching because I'm not... Can you code switch as a white person? What does that mean? No, so and code switching is like oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, sorry. Wait, Daryl, what were you saying? Sorry, I was saying I don't think you can, especially not the way she describes it. Because it, well, the thing is, it kind of felt like how you would describe code switching. Basically, code switching is like how black people will, black people in particular will talk a certain way to other black people and different to non-black people. Oh, so like, uh, sorry to bother you. Yes. But that is, that is an elaborate, voice. yes, that is an elaborate code-switching metaphor. Yeah. Yes. No, it's under, I understand. Now, the question is, and I feel like the answer is no, is can you code-switch? Like, I mean, obviously there As are aspects of others. whiteness within whiteness that you can code-switch, I'm sure. Like, in terms of, like, ethnicity kind of white what do you mean no like in terms i mean like i don't i mean i'm like not a northern white person to a southern white person no like like i would say more like ethnicity based like if you have certain affects around other people of your culture i hear you I that it you would talk differently to them than you would in other contexts okay like my boyfriend's italian and so when he's with his family it's a different thing exactly like i don't know if that counts as i think it's like code switching in a very broad sense of the term but in terms of like the origins and like more important like the real context of how it's applied it's a little bit different but she also then kind of ties it into when she talks to british people she starts to pick up a british accent and when she talks she works with people from afghanistan and she picks up a little bit of their accent yeah which that sounds more like an auditory, like a sensory processing, not problem, but it's like a thing. Like, I, I know people who it do this. It could legitimately be her personality and how she does things. Yeah, like, it definitely just seems more like she's like an ADHD type kid and yeah, just exactly. like has certain sensory things. Exactly. My is how it came across. thing about that is, so like, when I was a kid, I lived in London and like, I picked up her British accent. So when I came home, I had it. That I kind of get. It happens. But how do you, if you're working with someone who's from Afghanistan, how are you changing your voice in a way that is not straight up making fun of that person? So that I think is the question. Like, I think, so this is like, I was thinking about this a lot. This is like something I was dwelling on, but wasn't making me angry. Is like, so I was watching, I think we, I talk about this in another episode because Mike tends to do not this, but something similar to what I'm talking about is like Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard were on the Rachel Ray show. And like, he was saying that one of her most annoying, that one of Kristen's most annoying quirks is that like, when she hears an interesting like sound or accent, she like immediately needs to kind of do it back. And I think that that's kind of what it is. Like, you're just intrigued by the sound and you start to mimic it. I want to know if that's like a thing, like a, like a psychological, thing. not like, like a problem. But yeah. yeah. 
I'm more noises. I hear something. Yeah, you're like a noise-based person, but maybe she's just more accent. Like she's intrigued by accents and just thinks that they're interesting and likes to do them. I would totally get that if she didn't have that black scent. And yeah, the black. So the black scent is where it starts to get a little. I mean, because we can't observe her doing the Afghanistan, Afghan accent or anything like that. So we can't speak to how offensive that sounds. And but, if, we, if we attempted, it's very offensive. Yeah, no, there's no way for us <laughs> to do it. That's not going to be a mess. So I just think, so like my thing with like that, I mean, not with like that, with Buck Wild is I find her wiggerness. <laughs> I don't find it super offensive just because she strikes me as the kind of person and I guess it's partially based on this exchange as we go on but like I don't she strikes me as the kind of person where if you were to call her out on like let's say because she does say something to the effect later on of like I don't see color which you know we were all saying in 2006 we're all like there's a lot of people who are still unlearning that that's not really like a thing to say and her thing is the way she says it is as her meaning of it in this case is like she still understands your culture and kind of respects it. Yeah, like like it, I understand you're black and I respect the black like, culture and the influences and everything. Because most people would say it, especially nowadays, like I don't see color. It's like all right, well then you don't see me or what my people went through. You don't need to explain this to me. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not white explaining. <laughs> that is that's the thing. But no, I mean it's in this instance, I feel like she means it genuinely. I so I what I was trying to say with this is I think that she. That she basically is the kind of person that if you called her out on not being an ally, that she would make an effort to learn. So, okay. I went down a rabbit hole and hit up her Instagram because I wanted to know what the hell happened to her. Okay. Oh, so you did some background research. Yeah. Some of her stuff is, like, really problematic to me. Like, the last couple things she posted, and I, like, screenshot them. Because, number one, she's against the Black Little Mermaid. Oh, oh no all right well i take well, everything back well, well you're canceled then on top of this, on top of that she put up a screenshot which was just a picture of like regular little mermaid ariel from disney and the caption i don't know like how much do i need to censor myself on the show <laughs> uh not at all keep it 100 okay so it literally says okay becky Buckwild. little known fact this is actual footage of ariel discovering black cock for the first time oh no and then and then later on in the other post it's like in the other post it's like um she's like anti-racism and stuff like that so it doesn't really her page doesn't it's not cohesive at all i don't understand her wait hold on i just wanted to say congratulations to this beautiful girl with the opportunity to play ariel and inspire so many young girls to reach for their dreams no matter what anyone says oh no this is pro no this is pro black little mermaid and the last thing of the coop, well, the one thing that I took a picture of that she like, hold on a second, let me see. Oh, no, she was is- saying the person who posted a really effed up thing. I mean, granted that that black co- comment is that's offensive. Kind of, yeah, that's that's offensive. But her post about oh, the oh, Halle Bailey casting oh, is basically saying you're not canceled. I'm sorry, you're on canceled. Well, no, I mean you're like you're on probation. I mean she's been on probation this whole time. Okay, yeah, I, I see it. I see it. Yeah, okay. She reposted that, and I was like, okay. Got no, it. okay. So, the, yeah, no, the whole caption is her saying, adding not a racist in your comment does not make it not a racist comment. All right, she's redeemed. She's, well, there. Well, right. I mean, Ariel, you're on probation, you're on, you're on probation but like, she, 
that's what I'm so all that like back to my point this kind of backs me up that I feel like she is probably has like an off kilter sense of humor that would need to get checked because she mentions like building stairs on the Mexico wall yeah Yeah, so she's okay uh, so she's like attempting to do the work (laughs) attempting she's just because we were just watching claws the other night and like it just reminds me of this scene where like i i don't know daryl do you watch claws <laughs> no i haven't watched it um one if fucking one, one fucking do that it's such a great show and two there's this whole scene where like because niecy nash's character on the show her like best friend is this like thick blonde white lady and she basically drags a girl out of the salon for like you know black facing you know tan do like adding all the tanner and like pretending she's black whatever and the the white friend just goes on this whole rant about like fucking white people and blah 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 and they da 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 and she goes oh wait no i'm one of them aren't i <laughs> you know so it's like that kind of moment where it's like you are you are probably a little overly familiar with black culture but I, you would take the appreci- you would take the opportunity to learn if somebody checked you. I could see that. I could see that because it didn't seem like she was super offended. It seemed like she was trying to like she's heard this before. She's trying to see where she's coming from with this. Yeah, I mean, she's back to happened. back to the episode at the rest when they were at the soul food restaurant. Like all those black people were fucking laughing at her and like not trying to hide it. And I don't think she's it's obli- it's she's oblivious to the fact that she is being kind of ridiculous like that is basically still going in on her saying i think you're fake and like i don't get it and whatever and they you think that the conversation is over until like that is like standing outside of the closet and you're like sniffling from the closet and basically buck wild is packing her shit to leave and she's like crying and bucky is standing there with them and is like damn like what did you do to like that and like that's like i have no idea and it's like you do have an idea i'm not saying that you're wrong for calling her out but like don't act like you don't know why she's upset Maybe she didn't realize that she'd start crying like that. I mean, well, I mean, I guess that's that's what happens when you really are around that few white people. To, you don't know that that's their immediate go-to when you call them out on their bullshit. Mm, victimization and tears. Victimization yes. and tears. I think that, like, so, like, and Buck Wilds felt a little bit less white tearsy in the reason why she says that she's upset which is basically like i feel like i'm being misunderstood i'm not trying to hurt anybody like i'm just being what i who i feel i am like you know i'm trying to be authentic and she definitely is authentic in terms of what comes out of her mouth just not the way it sounds (laughs) if that makes sense the part that you're just talking about where she says i don't want anyone to think i'm a racist she says quote i was scared quote that part to hurt me first of all girl no one was about to hurt her so i thought i was dwelling on that line a lot because that really bothered me too what mike's making a face i'm searching i'm seeing if who else is on instagram maybe posts that go up and stuff and crazy i come across her twitter and she has a show on something it's between 10 and 11 every saturday with fucking bishop Juan. oh shit holy crap huh. wait one more time she has she's a, she crazy's got a radio show with oh, bishop I don't know don Juan. i think this it's back in the day kind of has a radio show with bishop don juan the last time she posted well, that's so weird anyway can we get back to the very important racial discussion we're having yeah she has a show with bishop juan 
Can we get back to the very important racial? I'm sorry. And whatever the website is, whatever the website is for, it doesn't exist anymore. So I'm guessing the show's not around anymore. Okay, okay. Can we get back to the very important racial discussion that we're having? Sorry. Anyway, so I was dwelling on that line about I was scared for a while because at first I thought that she meant, oh, I'm afraid of the big black lady. What I realized, and I think they must have cut around this, is that like that was telling her, you talk like this in the wrong neighborhood, you're going to get hurt. Oh, okay. I think because something else somebody said made it sound oh because i had to rewind a couple times because it made sense out of context where like like that was like you said that people are gonna hurt me you said that they're all gonna hate me and be mad at me and i was like what the fuck does that have to do with anything and then in the context of i don't want anybody i was scared what i think freaked her out was that like that must have said something to the effect of oh you come to the wrong neighborhood talking like that people will take it the wrong way and they'll beat the shit out of you See, I thought she was saying that in response to like that. I thought so too at first. No, I thought that too at first. Maybe she shouldn't have grabbed you, but also she did not threaten you in any way. (laughs) Got it. No, that makes more sense. I mean, I'm I'm not positive, of course, and I'm only basing this on very faint context clues. But I'm trying to give her like, cause, cause it would have just been so weird because it's not even like like that was even like yelling at her really. Like it was still a pretty civil discussion. Nah, she stays calm the was, entire time. Yeah, yeah, like everybody was calm that and not even like a misinterpreted like there's no way to misinterpret that the whole tone of the conversation was very chill. So all of that is going down and then they kind of like like that is ultimately telling her don't leave, it's not worth it cuz like that is cuz Buckwild is like I'm I can't take this anymore. Like she's crying because she feels misunderstood. That her intention is not now again back into that where she's like, I she like Buckwild is like, I don't feel like I'm any color. And like Flav is like the blackest man alive. So obviously I'm not a racist where it's like, I'm going to let this shit slide because it was 2006 and racial discourse hadn't evolved yet, you know. Like, we hadn't gotten to a point where we could explain to people that these aren't really as complimentary as you think that they are, you know? What was even complimentary in 2006 about saying someone's the blackest man on the planet except for his gold food? I mean, girl. Touche. Girl, Girl, you just said you're not racist and you said he's the blackest man on the planet. Like, shut up. Right, it sounds. (laughs) Except for the gold teeth, which I was like, oh, girl. Did not yeah. does not mean what you think it means. Very very tone deaf. Yeah, very. just that's yes. That was how I describe Buckwild's whole image as a person. Like that says, like if you want people to really get a sense of who you are and prove that you're really here for Flav and all that stuff, like you should just stay. So they end up like cuddling in bed or whatever. But like that's talking heads are still kind of mean. Where she's just like, yeah, no, she's still full of shit. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. Basically, and Boots, who is, oh, no, I realized it was, I thought it was Bucky that I thought was, like, saying that shit to, like, that earlier. But really, it was Boots. Boots is, like, you can tell because she, like, lives for the drama and the scandal, is, like, left so bored by the fact that this didn't turn into an actual fight that they literally just have a video of her just, like, sitting watching them cuddling in bed together and just scratching her around her tracks. (laughs) 
scratching around her dress. Just that's like just like just the one finger, just you know, just got to itch. I was so like, I get it. She's comforting her, but at the same time, I came back to why is a black woman rescuing this victimized? Why are you fucking mammy? Why are you mammy tittying her? Cuddled up so tight while this girl is crying instead of saying, "Listen, I don't mean it as as mean as as it came off." Yeah. But you need to learn this lesson. And she coddled her instead. Yeah, that was weird. That was the ending was a little bit not gratifying, not because I wanted it to turn into a fight, but like <sighs> she learned it, nothing. She learned nothing. And but I, I do blame some of that on like, you know, people not having as advanced of discussion. Like the if the conversation were to have taken place currently, it would have gone very differently. And I think a lot more would have been understood on both sides of the equation. I agree. I just think right. hindsight's twenty twenty. So the, the next we morning, come back to Flav now, right? Yes. So Flav is says he's going to spend some quality time with some of the ladies he hasn't had a chance to really chill with yet. Yes. We'll get back to that part because I noticed an in incongruity with that statement. Bucky, he just walks up to her and asks her to hang out. She's like chilling on some chair under a comforter and she like stands up and she's like, okay, let's go. And she's in a fucking nightie. I also noticed that he's drinking from an old school bottle of Coca-Cola. Don't know what that's about. Basically, this whole scene is gross. He's like kissing on her and feeling on her booty and just like this fucking just gross and for some really reason and for some reason the fireplace is going even though it's the middle of the day in la go figure yeah so was, was vomit inducing i really hated that and the way it is so gross is oh my god and you can tell that she's like clearly just like i have to just power through this just so i can build a career yet That's, they do it with so much passion they're a lot more committed to this than I would have been. Absolutely. I would have ye- I would have fucking yeeted myself out of the cast like already. <laughs> like I would have been like, "No, I'm good. Like I don't need to be doing any of this. It's not worth it." The minute he touches you, your skin just falls right off. Oh my god, right? Cuz he's a fucking cuz he's a fucking warlock or whatever we fucking have been calling him the last couple weeks. Just like some kind of goblin monster. Roach. So Boots walks into the dining room and says that she's because, as we've mentioned, Boots is basically just a bitch sniper at this point. She is just trying to pick off the weakest girls one by one by just like deciding whatever she doesn't like about them and just picking on them until they fucking cave. So she says she's tired of fake bitch crazy. So she had to let her know to her face that she's a fake ass bitch. I love this because she goes, I have a really serious question for you. And Crazy's like, okay. And she's like, why are you here? And Crazy goes into her whole bullshit again. Oh, he's beautiful and he's honest and he's a loyal guy and he'll be a great man. And Boots is basically just harping on the same shit from yesterday. You're lying about hey, knowing his music. It's just a continuation. Yeah, it's all just the same shit. And this fight goes on for like, I I can't even imagine how many hours it was during the actual, like, I would say at least probably an hour and a half in real life because you can see at a certain point because they're walking up the stairs and like this fight was interesting because she was like, oh, you and because Boots is like, you embarrassed yourself crazy outside and crazy is like, I'm not the one bent over in front of his friends. Like the fuck is wrong with you? Who does that? Valid point. 
which I was like, I was kind of on crazy side during oh, this. 100%. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, you want to, like, you know what's more embarrassing than not knowing the guy's music is, like, literally trying to, like, strip for all of his friends. Like, that shit's really embarrassing. Although this is really weird because, like, crazy calls Boots a slut. And she goes, and Boots's response is, I ain't no slut, I'm me, and you wish you was. Is that really how you respond to somebody calling you a slut? I have no idea. I mean, Sonia, she responded in the argument in general by admitting that her vagina was out. No, she's like, when was my vagina out? And at goes, one point when they're yelling and screaming at each other, though, I ran this back, I swear to you. Like, I have it literally, I ran it back so many times. I wrote a question to myself. Did Boots admit? Because she said her coochie. She like said it and like said that the girl saw it, like admitted to it. And I was like, this is well, not the route you want to go. She, she was, was in very tiny time. shorts, very tiny white shorts, no less. Like there's no way with the amount that she was shaking her butt that a little lip, a yeah. lip didn't pop out at some point, you know? Said, I think this is the quote. Lips, lip. First you saw my shorts. Then you saw my coochie. Oh. Oh. During that yep. argument back and forth. Huh. And I was like, why would you say that if your whole thing is, no, I didn't. I was just dancing. You saw nothing. Also, like, why are you defending the dancing? Like, if I was crazy, I would just keep going on. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're here for Flav. Why are you stripping for his friends? Right. Like, that's all you need to do. Like, some of these girls don't know how to fucking fight. And not that I'm a good person in the argument, but, like, that is, like, it's such an easy thing to fucking harp on. And you're missing a really good opportunity to just, like, make her look bad. Because Boots is so good at derailing the conversation. Well, especially because, as Flav points out, because, like, after a while, it's carrying on up the stairs and everybody because there's nothing else to do is just sitting around and watching them argue and they're going over the same points over and over again to the point and flames sitting out there with them no less like the girls are like basically falling asleep on him he's basically falling asleep himself and boots and fucking crazy are still just going back and forth just about the same shit for hours and flave is like at one point like i feel bad for crazy like boots is like will not let this shit go you have to you have to boots is like the energizer bunny when it comes to arguments she will not back the fuck down she just gets really loud and screams at one point she starts yelling like basically testing her on flave trivia she goes do you know what flave's mom calls him and she goes rico did you know that bitch and flave gets a kick out of that which i would too I mean, I say it's kind of whatever. I mean, I don't know if that really, like I said before, I don't really know if it helps your cause to know that much about him. Yes. It just makes That's you look like you're here. Like, oh, so you Google me. No, it's like, then it's like, so you're here just to be a scammer. Like, you know what I mean? You're just trying to get on TV by trying to prove you know the most. So, and literally at one point he's standing in between them and they have, they edited in uh, tennis sounds. Him looking back and forth. Back and yeah. forth that they literally just have <laughs> tennis match sounds. He reminds them, though, that no matter what is said between them in this argument, that at the end of the day, he's the one who makes the decision about who stays and who goes and how none of this is affecting him at all. He decides to take this moment to ask Boots for one on one time. Yeah. That is fucked up. Why? 
because that's like basically like a like a middle finger to crazy i don't know i just thought it was a shitty thing to do because like and his whole thing too is every once in a while he loves to say oh i don't like drama i don't like mess in my house and it's like oh so and on top of that you wanted a nice this is really what pisses me off about a lot of this show in general not that this is an all staged bullshit you say you want a nice woman to be with And you want, and not even just beyond nice or not nice, you want a woman who's really here for you. You think that somebody trying to yell and scream at somebody on TV is here for you for real and not just trying to get screen time? I don't think he, I don't think he's that smart. I don't think he's like thinking of it like that, obviously. He thinks, okay, these women came to my house. They're spending all this time here. They must really be here for me. And if he really thinks that, I mean, the man must be delusional. Or he's obviously fucking delusional and he knows that this is just a cash cow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that could just be it, but he doesn't give a shit either way. Like he's just trying to, you know, touch some 20 something titty and like go about his business. I was reading one of those, where are they now articles when I went down my rabbit hole today and one of them, I think it was Buck Wild said that Flav had a girlfriend the whole show. Yes, that's not surprising because he gets a uh, he has a baby with a the woman same in between. Was about delicious too. He has a baby with this one with her from the season rather. Sorry, he has a baby with somebody in between seasons two and season three. That's so gross. <laughs> I don't know why all these people are willing to have sex with him. Is just beyond. I me. need to know. Listen, I need to know, but I also don't ever want to understand what that's like. No. I just need to fuck Flavor Flav. I don't need Look, to know. <laughs> don't I'm, I'm in, we're not in the best situation financially right now, but I, there's certain things that I would not do for a Klondike bar. You know what I mean? Like, Flavor Flav. <laughs> spend any time with Flavor Flav, period. That's not oh. me just calling him fucking garbage. Klondike bar. <laughs> anyway, back to the date. So they go back out to, they go out to the pool to swim. This is just proof how fucking clueless he is about women, where he says he loves her boots, which I assume means her ass, but he also loves her 99D knockers. <laughs> that made me it laugh. Was funny. Do you it understand was funny what side, like what that would look like proportionally? 99 oh. back D cup boobs? I, I thought it was pretty funny. Just it's you're all back at that point. You're back inside and circumference. <laughs> For some reason, this whole there's this whole weird moment. Like, I'm gonna try to zoom through this because it's not really that important, but like for some reason, yes. crazy just decides that she wants to read all of a sudden, which is funny because I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, none of them are really readers. I can't imagine that any of them really brought books, probably except for Nibbles. Nibbles gives her a book of like inspirational quotes, like some chicken soup for the soul type bullshit. Well, she's got a very positive mind. No, I love attitude. I love sex positivity icon nibbles. Like I love her so much. Basically, it's just like a weird scene back and forth where it's like crazy sitting on what I refer to as the famous New York smoking hammock and boots and flave in the pool. He's touching all up on her. Now, mind you, her boobs are huge yep. proportionally and seem real. Oh no, they're definitely real. Huge boobs for a little tiny frame. God curvy. bless. Good for her. Ouch. I right. Ouch. The back awful. problems. The back problems. How are you walking? How are how are you how are you vertical? Like you're 
you don't right? have- that's true because by the time she like actually had them out i was like oh my god they're enormous and then that little ass bathing suit top first of all i so painful right i am i am in the tribe of well-endowed busty women same and- right like what is that tiny little piece of fabric she was wearing i would be dying that's so i mean i would probably like if i knew i was going to be on a dating show i would be willing to put up with a tiny piece of fabric but that's not what i'm wearing out to when i'm actually going swimming what about some cute support some sex that's true that 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 did exist you know i had big boobs that's at that same point in time and she's only like five years older than me so you know, it's it's out there. Basically, just very quickly to zoom through this, Crazy is like reading this crazy uh, chicken soup for the soul type book. Flav makes Boots jump in the pool. We get some gratuitous slow-mo shot. And this is where <laughs> this is where uh, Daryl's one of Daryl's favorite lines comes in. <sighs> you know what? I might make this iconic line of the week. I might put this in. It is. I'm gonna, I, it's 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 so absurd. I don't want to ever give Flav credit, but this line is just so absurd. Can I just really quickly something about the pool scene? So yes. do you remember before they got in the pool, he was wearing a basketball jersey and shorts, tennis shoes and socks, right? Yeah. So he did not shower before he got into the pool, and for some reason, when I watched this this, this scene, I just thought. Wow, he's literally like Dobby the house elf in those sweaty ass socks. Just died. <laughs> it was so upsetting for me. It was like he's disgusting. He is like a house elf. That oh is what god. he looks like. Oh my god, disgusting. Right in. Oh my god, that is exactly. But not even like Dobby. Like what? What's that other one? The mean one. Oh, creature. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's what he fucking looks like. Ooh, gross. Peeling your nasty ass socks off. It's disgusting. But also it makes me think, do we really want to see him in sandals? No. Well, he said last season he has runaway slave feet. So I am not shocked. <laughs> I know. Just what a, what a guy. But wait, I want to just get, I just want to talk about this line really quick. So another, fuck it, let's make it another iconic line of the week. I want to slip through her mala, choose a wetness like a slippery ale to seaweed. What the fuck? (laughs) How do you even get to that fucking metaphor? More clever than we think. No, it's not clever. It's weird. It's funny. And Daryl, tell tell the people what it said. (laughs) Wait, what what the hulu subtitle said so hulu's super i don't know either they don't know what they're hearing or they can't figure it out or it's automatic like you know sonia said it earlier generated yeah probably yeah. it's quote i want to slip through her molecules of uh, her molecules and retinas like a slippery eel to seaweed <laughs> that's some weird what? oh my god the visual just in case the original oh. visuals weren't horrifying enough <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm just seeing eye sockets, and it's so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, like sliding through eye sockets. <laughs> and that was when my stomach absolutely turned inside out. Just right. Just fell right out of your butt. Just oh, gross. Gone. <laughs> also, she makes a point to say that her weave is ruined, but she still looks cute, because that's the important thing you were supposed to get out of this date. And he does a pretty good backflip. He does do a solid yeah, backflip for, like, a little that. tiny person. Yeah. I'm shocked. 
mean, I guess, well, I guess well, I'm her not jump bad. was hilarious too, because she went kind of divish, I guess, but you could tell the way they cut, like she belly flopped or boob flopped in this case, because they're so gigantic. Yeah, boobs got boobs first. <laughs> Big titty committee, it's tough. It's like when you go cliff diving, you have to throw like the rock first. This way, the water doesn't just like smack you like concrete. Is that it, what is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, you throw like you throw a rock near where you're going, so it breaks the water. So when you land, it's already kind of moving. This way, it's not flat, and you smack the shit. You also don't fucking belly flop, but I was going to say, it's like her boobs hitting the water first, so it kind of breaks the water, and then her body goes That is literally worse. Boobs first? Just a little. I just, like, it hurts to think. I'm literally clutching my boobs right now, thinking about it. One. One. (laughs) I've got both. I've got both scooped up in my arms, just terrified at the thought. The horror! Speaking of horrible, this is the saddest like that scene, in my opinion. The uh, meanest, now we're getting into it, yeah. saddest scene. Well, before it gets sad, we will say he's awesome at music. He is. He's an incredible so. piano player, as we've mentioned before. He is a musical savant, yes. plays now self-taught several instruments, you know. So I have to give credit where credit's due. He's a very talented musician. So like that is coming up the stairs. And in her talking head, she's like, oh, it's getting close to elimination time. I need to step my game up. Well, this whole time, too, she said... Out of like the whole time, she hasn't had any one-on-one time with him. Which is a lie. She's like, why am I the only one that hasn't had the time? That is a lie. No, it's true. I mean, well, yes, they have. I mean, you are right. That's true. Yes. Because they have the date on the gondola. Not the yes. gondola. Is it the gondola? Yes, it is a gondola. What the hell is the thing you sit in in the park that a, has the gazebo? Park? Oh, my God. Wow, I'm A gazebo off. is a very different thing. Never mind. Erase <laughs> Gazebo is not at this all a boat. Happened. Oh, please. I'm leaving this Continuing. the fuck in. Trust and believe. So she calls him out on never having her over for a nightcap like a lot of these other women have been. And she makes a weird joke that she's like, oh, you're afraid of the rollover because you might get crushed. Why? I get that you want to try to make the joke before somebody else will make it. Yeah. But like there's ways to do it. That's not that at all. Let's do this quick. This is a depressing part. I know. So she's like, oh, I'm going to leave. I, I got a little surprise for you, whatever, and I'll come right back. She comes back. For some reason, she had an apron on, so I was like, oh, she's going to bring him food. Yes, now, did you notice, by the way, that there was a stain on the apron when she came back? I didn't know if she had it there in the first place, but it was very prominent. It was uh, like a I big brown the, I smear. I, it could have been, but I really noticed it then because she comes back with a handful of, like, negligees. She's got three different negligees that she wants him to pick between for her to wear back later. When he's explaining it in his talking head, he keeps calling it big girl lingerie. He's like, and then she pulled out another piece of big girl lingerie and another piece. And it's like, what did you expect her to have? She's a big girl. Exactly. Like, fuck you. Just fat shaming. That's all it is. This, and then it gets worse. So and the worst part, of, yeah, right after she leaves. So she goes, "Oh, I told you I had my big girl stuff out here," and she's like, "It's all right," which is like she wasn't apologizing. She wasn't like apologizing for it. She just was like, it was just such a weird reaction. He goes, "It's all right." There's such a weird dick thing. So he's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like making this weird, grossed-out face while he's hugging her, and she's like coming away from it with a completely different experience because she's doing her thing she said this a lot it's like oh he made his sister feel real good but it's like he didn't 
do anything. And then she's like, oh, I wanted to jump him right there, but I had to keep it cool. And anytime she's like turned around or like not really looking at him, he's making these like grossed out faces. He makes some comment that he says one of her thighs are like two of his bodies, which is like annoying because it's like you knew she was this size the entire Why would you time. Keep her this whole fucking time. Well, I'll get to that. I've got a theory uh, on it, and that's what I woke up mad about today. Ew. So as she leaves, now this is the worst fucking part. As she leaves, he literally falls on the floor laughing. Yeah. I hated like the that, yeah. whole thing. Like that, what are you doing? He's yeah, like like up. she was like her attempt at trying to be sexy was funny to him. Yeah. And that that it was an embarrassing thing of her to do. And he literally says, Oh, she's a nice girl, Flav. Don't do that. He, he says to himself, Oh, she's a nice girl, Flav, don't do that to her. And then he starts going to the piano and starts making a song like she's a big one. Yeah. She's a she's a big one. And like Fuck you. Like, I've really hated him this entire time, but I've never hated him more than no, I hated was, him yeah, during this moment. It was a pretty fucked up scene. It was incredibly gross, and it just played right into the ideas that, like, like big women can't be sexy at any point. And that their attempts at being sexy are just comic, Laughable. comedic. Just, it was really disgusting, and it was super disrespectful. He disrespected the shit out of her that entire scene. Mm-hmm. It was just it was so great after like well i'm gonna save it i'm gonna i'll get back to it so before just because we're still on like yeah, that, yeah. um do you remember the, the, when she was saying that how come when you said that she was totally lying how come everyone else gets to have time with him and i don't and she was like i have my little cha-cha heels and my little outfits and my question is I hear you, but where are they? Because every why didn't you bust them out before now? You've been dressed like somebody's fucking auntie working in fucking human resources this whole time. It's very Goldie like. She looks like she's cleaning the house on Saturday when when that thought's crossing her mind, and it's just like, well, exactly, pants and a bandana right now, Mm -hmm. right? Like you had an opportunity to wear all this shit around the house. I guess I my only theory about why she didn't do that is because she was probably afraid of the other girls making fun of her. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, the way these girls have will pick on anybody for anything. How many people – now, granted, I – before I really started this season, just when I was sorting out, you know, guests and stuff, I was doing top-line quick read-throughs of episode summaries on Wikipedia, just mm-hmm. refreshing my memory very quickly. And literally several girls during the course of the show – several women during the course of the show, sorry. We've already had one so far leave – because they're tired of the drama in the house. Yeah. Like several women throughout the season ultimately leave because they're sick of being bullied. There are women in this house who are thriving on being bullies. Why would she open herself up to being ridiculed openly? Probably. And especially because this is 2005. There is none of this fear about blowback on social media type shit where you could just say things to people. And the only person you could discuss with how fucked up that was is your fucking coworkers and shit. Mm. You know, like these these women didn't have the same fear of the Internet the way they probably would today. Yeah. And she always has such confidence in every other situation. It's weird. No, she doesn't, though. 
you can tell that it's really projected confidence that she's menu shit it seems well i mean it's like she's confident in her opinions but she's not confident in where she stands in relation to the rest of these women which it i I could see how that could be intimidating because she doesn't in terms of even beyond being big she does she's she doesn't meet a lot of conventional beauty standards in a lot of other ways so really there was no hope for i mean we knew she wasn't going to make it to the end you know anyway but the the way i forgot about all the way this went down and it's just really fucked up i really hated the way she was treated and it made me it it did it was really sad it was really sad all right let's advance to elimination so it's elimination time get past a little bit of sadness i know it i know it's just it's just like so hard to like just such a bad taste in your mouth yeah it really does it really truly does it's really and the whole because that moment when that had the whole episode I'm watching, it's like, you know, you feel the cringe and everything when it's during the party and whatnot, but you're kind of like, all right, like she's really trying to. She's just trying to like be fun and prove that she's fun. And you know, so much of what she's saying through this whole show, but especially this particular episode is I'm trying to prove to him that I'm really trying and how it ultimately counts for nothing at all. Like, I made that comment about her not wearing the clothes that she brought with her, and it wouldn't have mattered. It just wouldn't have mattered anyway. That's true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's elimination time. Yes. They're all standing around. They kind of do like a very weird, quick segue to elimination. But anyway. I was like, nothing. It was just kind of like, all of a sudden it was like, right, and then they're walk. just standing there. So it's yeah. like, okay, whatever, sure. Crazy is afraid that she fucked up yesterday by not knowing his music. Again, this is like every week we have to fucking explain to her through the TV. Bitch, there are people that have way more counting against them than you. Exactly. Like, you're not... Plus, like, you're, like, really pretty. You know? You're really pretty, and he told you that he's really feeling you, so whatever. Like that says... And, like, in the grand tradition of the way they edit this, where they're really confident... Anybody who's really confident in their talking head is going home... Nibble says she's nervous because of basically all of what she did yesterday, which she's the only one where it's like, girl, you should be afraid. <laughs> you did a lot of not great things at that party yes. yesterday. So he says that he's connected with each and every one of them, which I want to go back to this. And because of what like that said, that he says that he's connected with every one of them and that he wants to spend time with a girl he didn't spend any time with and whatever. And like, he hasn't That's spent any fucking time with Beautiful. Or at least that we've you, seen. I literally, she They've gets her first, she time. finally gets a talking head for the first time in several episodes. Yeah. This week. Like, I, I, she's set dressing. I forgot that she was fucking there. I forget that she's there until they cut to her, like, react, making a stank face to something that somebody else it's is like doing. It's like American Idol editing, though. It's like where they kind of, like, I feel like leave her out for a little bit because the next episode, somehow, it's going to be focused on her. I'm sure. Because I could definitely I see New remember, York being terrified could, yeah. of her. All of it, New York's insecurities are going to come out in relation to her. Oh, nice. I'm excited. I'm sure. No, I'm not. I'm not saying speaking from uh, actual knowledge. I'm just purely speculating. Awesome. So he says whoever is going to leave tonight, he's going to miss the hell out of them. So that's interesting. Yes. So the first clock goes to Boots, who he, he basically praises for being a fucking bitch. Yeah. Go he figure. Passion. Well, because he gives everyone, well, not the first two at least, because Boots, he says he loves passion, so he chooses her. And then the Crazy. Person, yes, he says, I love strength. So Crazy, come and get this. He block. appreciates that Crazy just took a verbal beating yeah. for, you know, a, exactly. two fucking hours. 
Bucky is next, then Buck Wild. With another awkward, it's time to get Buck Wild. That's honestly, it works. This time, it, it works. seems like it's old. Even she seems like as she says it, it's getting old. Delicious is next after that, which she calls him daddy again, which yeah. again, I want to stress that I am not kink shaming. If that is your kink, it's just gross because he's literally old enough to be her dad. Yep. Beautiful's first talking head in two weeks is like several weeks at least is her complaining about how she's in the final three <laughs> yeah, and it's like well girl it's because it's your fucking first talking head in several weeks what the fuck have you been doing I gotta be honest when her when they showed her at all at the end of this episode I got the walk of walk of flame face and was like who the fuck is this right <laughs> like <laughs> what, where have you been this whole time like, I was like I haven't even seen your face like what like literally where have you been this whole episode forgot she existed crazy so there's uh there's three people left and nibbles gets the next clock this caught me off well we can talk about it at the end this caught me the fuck off guard the way the episode was going i thought she i mean by the sick. end i guess i mean just in terms of purely what you would think or would disqualify somebody yes. i thought something would have been said it was just kind of like, all right, Nibbles, come get your clock. And that was kind of it. I really thought something would have been said. Nibbles should have been more afraid. Like, head. yeah. Give me something. So then he does his famous, not referring to them as human beings, yes. one clock, two bodies. He calls like that up. And just to add to, to some extra awkwardness, she like has to tuck her hanger strap in as she's walking over. He says she keeps it real. She's one of the homies. He never keep wants to it hurt real he doesn't want to lead her on <sighs> and she gets up there and she's like it's all good it's better than nothing at all i have to do i have to extra jersey this out try, yeah. it's, it's better than nothing at all you what said fucking that's all i could ever ask for no it's not all you could ever ask for My you could literally ask first please ask for more like, Please. you were not relegated to the fat friend, for fuck's sake. Right. So, so sad. Fuck. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, you have to be the love interest because you're not funny enough to be the friend. No. No, she is not. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Ooh. Like, you're not funny enough to be the friend. You have to You have to be the love interest by default. Because we're laughing at her, not with her normally. Because oh, Not because she's not, not even laughing at her. I'm just cringing. Yeah, that's Just, probably more accurate. Because I'm going back to the breakfast table thing again. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Just the fucking worst. So, all the other, a, a couple of the other women in their talking heads are saying that they're sad that she's leaving, that she brought real mom energy to the house, which if you want to read into that mammy bullshit, feel free to, because I know I sure did. I did too. I she turns to all the other ladies and she's like, y'all better take care of my man. And I'm like, I am sick to my stomach about this yeah. like it just is so bad she says but she does say at the end like you were saying before daryl like i'm gonna miss him but why the big sister gotta be the home girl like why can't i be the sexy lover too yeah. whatever Buckwild isn't sad to see her go only because like she's like yeah she was picking on me she which i'm like kind of in a joking form yeah though, no i'm sure that was, she yeah, liked her as a person a you know but she's like well this like yeah. i don't have to deal with this bullshit oh, anymore which i'm like you kind of deserve that bullshit but also like i don't blame you for yeah. not wanting to have to deal with it anymore you know yeah i see both sides of it beautiful he calls her up and gives her the this weird 
gross. You know what? You know what? No, before, you know, no, before I go into this, like, I just want to talk about what bothered me because I don't want to leave the, I don't want to come back to this. I just want to just wrap it all up neatly so we can talk about the end of this episode more gloriously. The thing I woke up stressed about this morning was, and maybe this comes from being, you know, I was never the fat girl, but I was not popular either. I was always more of like an outcast type person. What I clocked from this episode was that he didn't really have a problem with Buckwild, with Buckwild, with like that being big and extra and whatever until his friends started making fun of her. And maybe it just was like a weird triggered thing that I felt where it was like, you don't want your friends to know that you were with me. And it's definitely possible. Where it's like, he's embarrassed of her he's never, now he's suddenly never really cracked a joke he's never made and i mean granted some of that could have been editing and like obviously they've made references to her being big before but like she did get one of the earliest dates he really seemed to be like more or less feeling her and you know it was like once his friends got involved in like saying oh she's a homie oh you can't really look at her like whatever she's like awesome, we're making fun of her like all of a sudden he's like oh well yeah i guess you're right and because he's so fucking insecure, he couldn't handle his friends not thinking like he I mean, granted, like, I don't think it would have ultimately worked out with her anyway. But I think that and maybe I'm projecting that, like, it looked like his friends weren't ragging on him about her. But like his friends were just kind of like, oh, ew, gross. Like you wouldn't, wouldn't actually want to, like, be with that, would you? And mm. he kind of then caved. Like, the timing of it is interesting, uh, is all I'm saying. It's like you said, it could possibly be editing, but yes, the timing is kind of interesting. I mean, he's dated people who are, un- like, unconventionally beautiful before, or just have unconventional looks. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at Brigitte, but, but, but there's a difference. But then, but how much of that is then misogynoir? That Brigitte is, like, a big, goofy, tall, blonde, but she's white. And she yeah. was beautiful once. Like, if she's good enough for Sylvester Stallone, you know, whatever. Boy, yeah. and that sucks. That makes it even worse. <laughs> I know. Why do you think I woke up upset this morning? Oh, this is awful. Why do you think that I woke up upset this morning that I was like, fuck, like, it's really fucking you just hate fat black women. What's that's what word? it is. Uh, not the fat. See, that before Wait, you said that, misogynoir. I was going to say something. But like, did you still that or like that black woman? It's like, oh, I was gonna say, well, what's more disturbing, that or him and beautiful hooking up in this scene? And you kind of you went to the extreme with that line, and I was like, ah, well, now I gotta stop. Yeah, no, I mean the 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 fact uh, that the way he's making out with beautiful is the worst, one of the worst things I've ever see, seen. All the girls are looking like, what the? I mean, it was disgusting, but I could get past it. The thinking about what he did to no, i know it's awesome. I, know, I, I know that you know that it's worse yes. but it just it's it literally it just really stuck with me all day today yeah same it it's it was a very uncomfortable episode and honestly i think that's why i like i think that that's why i wanted to like be on with this episode it mm. kind of related just there are so many problematic little issues and a lot of them are things that we're still trying to fight against today yeah constantly like, do you, like, back then, 2006, we would never have had a Lizzo. 
Oh, absolutely not. Never. Never. No chance. I mean, first of all, we didn't have female. Like at that point, like I was because I was thinking about it today where I was like, this is obviously this is like two years before I had even heard of Nicki Minaj. You know, so right. and this is like at this point, Lil Kim was like getting out of jail. So this is her renaissance. There was no space for like female empowerment, like black female empowerment like that. No, there wasn't. Like this was what black women were on TV at this point. This is it. it was, yeah, so the, upsetting. The only representation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So and these girls are basically like most of them look like fucking video girls anyway. And this is the stuff that's so hard to explain to people who don't understand why this is not okay why it's yeah and i mean it does i mean on the bright side it makes me feel a lot more optimistic about how far we've come as a culture absolutely in a lot of ways but in regards to this particular issue in particular because i don't think a lot of first of all the fact that we start the episode with bucky calling her like a fat pig yeah basically like that could never happen like that would not i mean it, it could but she would get fucking torn apart absolutely rightfully so but you know like she wouldn't survive that on social media like and i think like people probably have like a better kind of she wouldn't have been as blatant about it but she still would have could have easily made the point but it just like i i don't think a lot of this could have happened a lot of this could happen today and thank fucking god thank god we've come so far in the last almost 15 years to not have room for this kind of you literally eliminated her because she was fat you know what? We're having this whole conversation, and then tomorrow something just like it is going to happen. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Probably right. I know. Jinxed it. It's happening. I know. Well, I mean, we're in the middle of everybody being mad about the Little Mermaid being black. About a fucking mythical creature. The race of a mythical creature. Get the fuck out of here. I had a Facebook friend come on an article I posted, and he said, well, I just read the scientific article that said, you know, there's not enough sunlight on there, blah, 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 blah. Melody. Why are you applying science to fucking mermaids, oh, wow. you fucking clown? I was like, See? she is not a real creature, so I'm True. not sure exactly. why you're applying science. Yes. Why I mean, if you want to talk about fucking, like, if you want to talk about science, like, what's to say that she would even be white, you fucking goof troop? Like, oh, I know, but since Bucky said goof troop, I've just been yeah, calling just, people yeah, that. Word of the day. <laughs> I just it just makes me so fucking irritate like just the whole discussion is and this is going to come out in like two three weeks and everybody's gonna be like we're talking about something else now like what are you what are you still talking about the little mermaid for but like bad until it comes out so I think you're right on I mean it'll still that's true thankfully Mulan the the Mulan reaction wasn't as vitriolic is that a, i don't even know if that's the word i'm it's been a long episode but i loved it it's been so no i this is this has been so fun i'm so glad that we're having like a real conversation about it too you know that it's jokes and getting these jokes off but also like deep diving into these issues so to wrap things up uh flav at least we can end on a makes, positive note well well sort of uh, because <laughs> fine we will end on the positive note so i will Bring the bonus scene up into this because it actually has to do with beautiful anyway. Wait, before you, just to tie this up real quick. Yes. Mike mentioned that all the girls were disgusted. Do you remember when Buck Wild said, I could have paid a quarter for this? Someone should have told me I should have paid a quarter. I love that. (laughs) I was like, 
like, what is this quarter porn machine? Like, is this something like, <laughs> like I don't get it. That it's I was thinking, I was laughing about that scene because I was like, it was such a weird time in history that like think about how like tech has advanced. Like, literally, I don't think an iPhone existed at this point. No. I'm like not confident that like iPhones existed. At I all. did. I had a pink razor at the time. I'm exact, exact <laughs> same. Was so proud of it too. Lip so it. it's the kind of thing where it's like it was like a weird in between time where it's like there wasn't a whole lot else going on technology wise that you could call to reference <laughs> right. older forms of technology. If that makes sense, like they when they talk about uh, what's her name when they talk about Toasty's porn, they're like she has porn on on the internet and vhs oh god that's dated yeah exactly so so that is that's where we were in time where you could make a joke about like quarter porn 25 cent porn and people would understand what you were trying you know it was a dated reference then but you know it's not as clearly like if you were to say that to a gen z kid they would have no fucking idea that that you could never just not access a porn website for free different times so Flav is making out with beautiful it's disgusting and apropos of nothing he's also like face hugging her like he's like got his arm up around the back of her head not at her neck where you normally kiss somebody like he's like it's wrapped around the back of her head like he's about to steal her fucking soul and Bucky did make me laugh though she goes the fuck is that and I was like same same girl same (laughs) So he pours some out on the carpet for like that, of course. And yes. there's a close up of it on the carpet just to make it more disgusting. Yes. And so he tells them, oh, all you all crowd around me, which I'm like, chill with that. Ask yes. nicely. And he stomps his foot, too. Gross. Crowd around me. And he puts his foot down. And then all, it's okay, crowd around me. But never mind. I want you all to I, stand Yeah, but then line. he makes them all the get in a line. Weird, right? Now, mind you, there's like a solid minute left of the episode. So it's like, where's this going, right? He has them all line up and he tells them that he's invited a very special guest. And he yells out, Yo, New York! They all lose their fucking oh, mind. All of their like, eyeballs would have popped out on the floor in that moment. They're all freaking out. Bucky chugs her drink and New York back to twig size, mind you. Yes, she is greets him with this well, big same as reunion size because reunion size she no i think she's skinnier than big. she was at the reunion i think That's she's to do i mean i she might be close to the same i mean granted it's only been a couple months so but like new york's like your eyes ain't playing tricks on you this is mad love right here and he tells them that new york will be the guest until tomorrow to help him decide about tomorrow night's elimination which is like they're gonna turn that whole episode into a 24-hour period <laughs> new york makes enough tv for it oh shit i forgot i wanted to talk about the creepy i wanted to end on that positive note and no, now we'll i have end to it on the well, positive. i have to, no because i want to talk about the the creepy scene very quickly so the bonus scene this week is don juan and a group of people asking beautiful if she's shy and she's like no i'm not shy i'm not shy at all and he goes basically the gist of it is he had asked her to turn around like do a little twirl for him so he could check her out and she said no initially so she literally says i'm not here to put my booty on display yes like good for you more power to you girl so finally she gets up and does it 
And he goes, see, that's all I asked for earlier. If you would have just done that, me and you could have been cool. Hmm. Yay, rape culture. Hmm. Boom. I did not see this bonus scene. Yeah, no, that's the joy of Tubi. Yeah. We don't get the previously on, but you get the- really funny stuff, though. It's normally really funny. That was just- Last week was Flake Dancing. I forget the other ones. But still. That is where we are. So on that note, that is season two, episode five. Madness. A lot of feelings. A lot happened in that episode. I was, yeah, no, this is a solid- this is a solid time that we spent recording <laughs> a lot of talk but you know what a lot of this stuff was these were like issues that have kind of like been bubbling for a while on this show but not as blatant because it, it most of the time before it was just kind of like passing remarks about people saying shitty things and being like oh that's really transphobic what she said but like you know you followed it up with something funny so it's easy to move on to the next thing but it was like this whole episode was just centered around problematic themes yeah like the most like the themes were problematic now daryl let me ask you do you agree with the elimination choice and if not who would you have swapped uh like that with oh my god i do not agree and i absolutely would have thrown nibbles out of my house yeah she's just okay i am all fine with being sex positive but the whole just Back to the context issue. Just, it was too much and it was really kind of disrespectful. Not even kind of, it was. 100%. No, I'm I'm with Daryl on this. That as much as I love Nibbles and I think that she has a lot going for her in terms of the show, it's clear that, it's clear that like that was removed because he didn't want his friends to know he was dating a fat girl and also that he thinks he has a better chance to fuck nibble it literally has come down to like who's he has the best chance of fucking yeah i mean because i think her lap dance thing too it's like all right maybe she went a little overboard with it and everything but once you whip the titty out she pulled the boob out and it's like ah like you can't do that and sees no problem with with what she did yes at that party exactly in that context and she doesn't realize like she Back to the code switching thing. She doesn't realize that, like, maybe not every situation, maybe not every situation is appropriate. You need to lead with sex. That's what I think. I mean, that's what Crazy was trying to say about boots. That's what Crazy was trying to say about boots. And it that was put so much more succinctly because you are a, I'm not going to list your profession, but you are a (laughs) graduate level professional. And she is a 21-year-old bimbo. Like, I don't like referring to women that way, but there's no other way to describe her being, like, a fucking bubblehead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't just... Actually, so I am going to close things out on a positive note. So I still had uh, Buck Wild's Instagram open. (laughs) And 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 it ties in perfectly with next week's episode. It's a picture she shared... She shared a picture of bad baby. She and who's I've seen this before that she makes a running joke like, "Oh, this is secretly my child, like my secret child." And she and it's literally she she posted it up of somebody with a picture of uh, so bad baby's on a red carpet and she's doing this weird head tilt thing and the caption is from next week's episode, which is Buck Wild. This is not a soup kitchen. Let's straighten up that neck and act like we're taking a photo shoot. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I was like, I'm fucking literally next week's episode is just going to be iconic lines. Literally, it's going to be, it's the quote, the New York quotes are on another level next week. This is not a soup kitchen, she fucking said. I'm, what an icon. And I love that Buckwild at least has enough of a sense of humor to like appreciate a good joke made at her expense. Oh, yeah. You know, so that makes you feel a lot better about how we're ending this episode. That's great. Yes. A good laugh. Yeah, exactly. Just like a lighthearted joke and foreshadowing next week's episode. Just we don't have to focus on rape culture as much. Just like a good, a good joke at a at a dumb white person's expense. (laughs) And and all the giggles you can get just going through that page. Just I yeah no she's funny she's she hasn't lost her sense of humor. So I'll give her that. I thank you so much, Daryl. This was excellent. Thanks for inviting me, guys. It's been great. I had so much fun. Now, I was going to say, we did tell you that we were only going to ask a couple questions, and I forgot about the end questions. But after Mike's question, are you going to keep watching? Yes. Um, I think I'm going to because I'm going to start listening to the show more often. Um, Yes. Yeah, like it's, it's it's a funny show, and I, I'm just I'm laughing at just how bizarre 2006 was. Yeah, if you can overlook some of the sad, like this is the saddest I felt during an episode. But it, it, regardless of how problematic it's been, that like you know, it's just it's it's just it takes you back. Yeah, it does. I think maybe I'm gonna rewatch season one also, just yes. like get back to some New York. Clips. oh god it really oh, is a different a show list. without it because well i'm i'm curious to see if it holds true once she joins in on season two but it's just so much lighter of a show like she's mean but she's fucking hilarious about it because she genuinely doesn't give a fuck like the way boots is mean is like it's because she just wants to make other people feel bad new york is mean because she doesn't give a shit about yeah, you this one's so much more attacking yeah they're mean it's, it's straight up bully like, behavior yeah. and it's not as fun it's just like awkward anyway Thank you so much again. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Seriously, this was great. We loved it. We love this. We love you. The, the discourse was on another level. <laughs> I'm so appreciative of that. Yes. We're not just we're not just dick jokes, everybody. <laughs> Although a good dick joke goes a long way. I the last episode's dick jokes were <laughs> I thought they were hilarious, but we'll see. Anyway. You can find us on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me at Sonia Marie Says on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Feeney519. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much wrapping it up. So everyone, you know what time it is. Daryl, you will always get a clock from us. I realized Mike realized the other day that he has not been consensually asking people for clocks. He's just been telling people that they get them. Well, I feel it's still a nice thing, but it's I feel nice. like it it's should just... be like Flav's thing where I should say like, will you accept this clock? I know the one time that he actually fucking understands consent. Fucking garbage monster. Wow. That sounds. No, not really... you. Not oh. about you. About Flav. I'm sorry. Like, Damn. I'm sorry, the everybody. Fuck? My husband is not a rapist. <laughs> My husband understands consent. That's not the fucking title. Anyway, right. My husband is not a rapist. Is the title of the episode. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Could you imagine? Anyway. No. 
don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Can you gonna, imagine? I swear to God, I'm not gonna Jesus do it. I'm not gonna do it. Daryl already gave us the t- episode title, so it's fine. Yes. Anyway, all right. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. Please do not forget to rate, review, subscribe. Please, five stars, spread the word. As someone you would say, tell your friends who don't suck. Bye. Join us again next week. Bye, Bye baby.